The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Get closer to your mic just in case. Much, like, I mean, I, uh, Alan, put it in your mouth. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, get that picture. Get the picture. Okay, okay. Uh, so we'll start it off. This is the Comedy Store Podcast. Welcome. Yeah, Thank thanks you for, for joining us. Nice. There's no music I, opening. Yes, Jeff Scott does it. And it's already, you know, we do that in post. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever heard of post, Alan? Yeah. But the I production just, value <laughs> here. But it's just, it's just. I, I suggest we just get the <laughs> piano player post. down here for the show. You're right. Maybe we should just have post. Jeff play. It's like a Scientology. Uh, what do they call those things? When they give yeah. An audit? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the comedy store audit. Have you even been invited by Scientology? Would they even invite you? Yeah. Even they know. We'll never get rid of him. I was one of the few people ever thrown out of Est. <laughs> That's what impressive. Does? We can't we can't get rid of you, you know what you know what Est is? No. Est? You never heard of Est? I don't think so. In the seventies, Est was the er- Earnhardt system training. Warner Earnhardt, Earhart. Yeah. And they, they what movie did they make about that kind of thing with Burt Reynolds and Jill Clayburg and Chris Christopherson? I'll take obscure seventy films for thirty genes. I don't even know what I'm it's saying, called, but Est was please. a big thing where you did two <laughs> weekends. All day, all night, about it's like some pop psychology and how to be, you know, clear or something. Everybody, all the celebrities were taking it, and it was like five hundred. And they asked you? No, but everybody oh, got everybody. I was just to saying, go. you said everybody celebrities. Got everybody to go basically, <laughs> and you would go and pay the money, and it was like, you know, you couldn't leave to go to the bathroom. You had to stay. Yeah, the whole thing, and it was about becoming what do they call it actualized becoming clear you know warner air his real name was something else but it was called est earnhardt Earhart. i'll have training. to look it up we'll all have did, to did, google did, it uh, and, uh, you didn't go to it no i went and they just said you know this this isn't for you <laughs> wow <laughs> were, it, it sounds like a scam they're like listen i don't think <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, there's no money here this is the right scam for, for you. you we see no money from you this is not for you go <laughs> talk to those scientology <laughs> quacks <laughs> they're like no i'm sorry everyone's welcome but everyone's like 79 78 79 what the S- sd thing yeah. or whatever S- that? E- S- 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 sd i made it sd i don't even STDs. know yeah. st and stds stds now i'm up what's up <laughs> marty, marty i didn't mean cohen, to stare marty cohen. okay but which don't we introduce you first before you start dropping names like marty cohen that's a big time. i could be talking about names that don't hit the ground our yeah. fan base <laughs> big marty cohen oh fans. yeah they're, they're all googling it right now there's the, millennials how do you spell cohen just, yeah <laughs> What's that? Don't worry the show about starting, that. Alan. Don't worry about that. Those are the ghosts running around no wondering ghosts. why you're here. But this is the Comedy Store Podcast. This I'm Rick is Rick Ingram. Ingram. I'm sorry. That's don't call right. him. You do it again. No, they they know already. Uh, this is Marty Cohen. Yeah. And uh, with me as always, Eleanor Kerrigan. Uh, hi, guys. Rick, Eleanor, we got... We got cool guests. Yeah, today. we do. We have Alan Bursky, right? He's never hit his head. That's his claim to fame. <laughs> and then we have Rick Scheidner, who you have a book out right now, yes, correct? I do. Brand- Kicking Through the Ashes. That's awesome. Yeah, life right is a stand up in the 19th. Wait a minute. You cut him off, Alan? <laughs> I'm selling books. Are you putting props on an, uh, a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm selling. That's his book. 
Kicking yes, our ass. Good, Alan. So they can see the cover on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. it goes yeah, over. Yeah. It goes over the radio well. Yeah, kicking. It's great it's, stories. Are uh, there, that's what. Yeah, they were just. I was just some Argus Hamilton was just boasting about how great your stories were, and he's like, "Y'all need." Well, Rick can do are it. There but any, basically, are there any Marty Cohen stories in here? <laughs> <laughs> now these are good stories, Al. <laughs> There's Argus. <laughs> Mitz is so excited that. We got a young pup putting a book out there. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's a young pup right now. I mean, he's been in the game quite a while, Argus. <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's at least belly room ready. We'll see. We'll see what we he's can not do. He's a woman, Argus. <laughs> belly room ready. <laughs> so what What years did you guys start here? What Whoever wants to go first. I wish I can't. That's hear. Alan Burstyn. <laughs> <laughs> he sits far back from the mic. Whoever you hear somebody speaking first, here. it will be Alan. <laughs> I was here the first night the place ever opened, April 7th, 8th, 1972. Wow. That's first, insane. First night. And? and Were you a child? Were, How yes. old were you? 17. 17? Oh, okay. And you were doing stand-up already? I was doing like some of the open mic nights, you know, and I'd see all the guys like at the uh, Little Club or the Troubadour. Uh, the Bitter End West, where that um, on the right next to um, Barney's Beanery was Bitter End West. That oh, was okay. Bitter End West. There was a bunch of places that had the Ash Grove, where the Improv is now. Had, they used to call them Hoot Nannies, you know, uh, and, talent nights. And the Troubadour, they did comedy yeah, there. Yeah, they did. A, they had it was open, you know, a talent night. Right. Like, so, so you, you know, could, could sing anything. or yeah, do whatever. Yeah, uh, Ice House. Uh, Ice House has always been there, yeah. huh? I well, feel like Ice House opened in 1960, 61. Wow! And Sunday night was there, you know, you know, talent night. You go and sign up. I did a, uh, I did an episode of that uh, that Jim Carrey show that's based on the Comedy Store in the 70s oh, the, uh, a couple uh, weeks yeah. ago. The I'm, I'm dying up here, and there was a reference to the, the characters says something like "fuck the store, fuck the troubadour." And I remember thinking like <laughs> "troubadour." <"The> troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's all starting to make sense. The other one, yeah. Monday night was Ye Little Club on on uh, Crescent, or was it Cannon? Was it the one street east of Beverly Drive, right below uh, Santa Monica Cannon. Boulevard. Yeah. And that's when Joan Rivers came out of here. She would do, use that club to break in the material. Uh, Marshall Edson owned it, and he was a manager, like of Dave Madden from the Partridge family and Susan Day on the Partridge, bunch of people. And during the week, they had name acts in this hundred and... 40-seat room. What were the name acts like? Like, who was the name? Well, Joan Rivers, Jane Oliver. Oh, okay. Um... Uh, Alan Persky? No, but I'm saying... But, you know, there were (laughs) singers who was like... Marty Cohen. uh, You know, uh, Jane Oliver was a very... You know Jane Oliver? No. Very popular singer. Uh, Lana Cantrell. There were were a bunch of, you know... Pryor was... That's where I first met Richard Pryor, before the store ever opened. Did you grow up out here? No. Moved out here when I was uh, 16, 17. Where do they grow something like you? Me? <laughs> Not in Philly, babe. In a real city, New York. <laughs> Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. Okay? All of them? Yeah, basically. Moved around. You got the demeaning babe, which is slightly better than... my Slightly better than Ron White's demeaning actually... sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your little questions, sweetheart. <laughs> He did that to me like seven Who? times, Ron White. Oh. Hey, listen, little lady. I yeah, was like, oh, shit. You ask your little question, sweetheart. I was like, ouch. Uh, have, we, have we negotiated a blowjob before the show? Or? I, I got places to Fingers go. Fingers crossed. On Lancashire near Riverside, it was open for like two years. It was called Art Crown's Comedy Showcase. And Mitchie claims, she goes, I was the first one to only put comedians on. I said, no, it was a what? club. Well, if the Ice House was there. 
The Ice House had singers. There's full folk, folk oh. music, too. No, we used yeah. to have singers here at the comedy store. Johnny Dark was a singer when he first came here. Johnny Dark. And um, there, were, there were singers here. John uh, Sonny Wells sang, or John O'Banion sang, was a singer. And there was a little 16-year-old girl with a guitar, pretty blonde. I forgot her name. But there were singers here. Yeah. Mitzi, Mitzi claims, and the improv had was known for its singers. Like, it was like Bette Midler used to well, hang yeah, well, well, that was well, in New York. But out, but, here, but out here was Rick Moses, who started to do television. Great-looking guy and his wife, Johnny. I wonder what happened to him. Uh, <laughs> if any Somebody of our, Google it. Yeah, I was going to say. One of our listeners. Bruce, um, Bruce Scott, who uh, did a lot of Broadway and stuff, songwriter. He, mm. he sang there a lot of time. Lisa Mordente was real popular. Cheetah Rivera and Tony Mordente's daughter. Right. She ended up on, being a welcome back Cotter for a season or two. Oh, wow. Okay. So, But Mitzi claims she was the first one to do a straight lineup of comedians. And I said, no, Art Crown. It was this club. He didn't have a liquor license. No, just sodas, juices, and coffee. It's not comedy and, without that's liquor. That's true. And it was, it was She's on right. Lancashire near Riverside. A little, little room. And so I'm walking up the block at sunset. You know, it's about 7.30 with a friend of mine who did was a magician, a couple of years older than me. But, I mean, not That explains so, so much. So two creeps. But we were I yield the floor to the we senator from Alabama. <laughs> we were walking up the we block. We will not let this bill come to vote. <laughs> Mr. Bursky, you must yield the floor to the senator from Alabama. <laughs> we were walking up the block, and in front of the store. Doesn't miss a beat. You just pause and straight back to the story. There was Jimmy <laughs> Martinez. And uh, Murray Langston, another guy named Harv I remember Tretzky, Murray Langston. Harv Tretzky. So there were these guys I used to see at the other, you know, Schwab's or open mic nights in places. And they're hanging around in front of the store. And I said, what's this? And he goes, oh, comedy club just opened. I tried to go in. And Sammy and Rudy threw me out because I was 17. You had to be Sammy 21. Shore and Rudy, Rudy DeLuca. DeLuca. So they let me go on it, just come in at 5 to 2. And do five minutes. And then they let me hang around. They gave me a job parking the cars for tips. Oh, wow. So The original Doc Willis. Yeah. So what happened was, I realized <laughs> I could get about 12 cars in the parking lot easily. So I would only let... Wow. I would only That's let... That's not a lot. Well, I would only let Red Fox... Cars were bigger, bigger though. Cars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're bigger right. cars. You're right. 70 land yachts. Yeah. So I would, I would only let like Red Fox and Pat McCormick and Jackie Gale... That's for tips, though. That's because smart. they always gave me a five. So my dad uh, worked at Nate and Al's. He was a caterer. Mm-hmm. But my dad used to be a teamster who, you know... So I was coming home a couple nights, you know, 20, 30 bucks, whatever... My father would come after work, go home, shower, and come down, and he'd pick, pack 60 cars in there. Oh, yeah. See, your so, dad knows how to work. Yeah, so 60 cars he was jockeying in and out. I didn't even know how to drive a ship. 60. So this was April, May, June. By, like, the end of June, Sammy catches me one day in, the, in this side here in the parking lot, and I'm counting all this money. It's about 400 bucks. Jesus. So... And this is, you know, 72. So uh, Sammy well, goes, gasoline was 75 cents a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> well, gas was 32 cents. Oh, no, no, he knew. <laughs> How dare, How gas dare you? 29. Gas is 72. Double it up. In 72, gas was 27. I'm sorry, it was, it was, the, it was the pre-embargo. I'm sorry, Alan. <laughs> pre-embargo. I, I was completely off there. I was so, just trying to add some historical perspective to you your five Why don't you throw your 1985 prices <laughs> into this conversation? <laughs> So Sammy catches me one day, counting, unfolding this money, putting it in order. Yeah. And he looks and goes, what's that? I have money. And he goes, uh, how much is there? I said, I oh, have 410 bucks right now. He goes, where'd you get that? Well, what are you doing with that money? I said, for parking cars. 
He fired me and my dad. <laughs> And he hired a kid to park cars like at minimum wage or park tips. And all the tips and the money had to go back to Sammy and Rudy. Smart. Oh, that's well, awful. <laughs> this will make you feel better. When I was the parking yes. lot guy here, I only, uh, I only damaged one car in my year and a half of parking cars. And it was Sammy Shore's car. <laughs> And I was, I, I backed it right into a pole, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is probably not good." And Mitzi was here. Oh, she loved she that. She came out, and I was like, "Mitzi, I, uh, I backed Sammy's car into the pole," and she said, "Oh, good, he shouldn't be parking here." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, all right, cool." So, That's so, what he gets for taking your money. So yeah. that was, you know, but but by then, by five to two in the morning, April in April, by November, I was on at nine thirty Saturday night. I was the first comic here to ever do a Tonight Show. Yeah, the youngest, right? Yeah, but still the youngest stand up. But I did it almost a year to the day later, like April wow. 10th we taped. So a year to, and talk about comics with jealousy. My friends were ripping my picture Why'd down. Why'd you point at him? Like he's he jealous of you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mention it. No, no, you did. So, who did? Who did? I don't think, any, I don't think anyone else has said anything. I, I, so. I think I'll interject. Billy Crystal once said that, that jealousy is a crack cocaine of comedy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll say take that. that. Just as, just as something bringing in, give you a chance to wind up. That's and by that he means it's, to it's the best shit out there. The Playboy article of Billy Crystal. Anyway. Jesus. Playboy only cost seventy cents back then. Oh, that's terrible. I don't. I don't know. I don't. We like do that, that regularly. You know, still. Johnny Dark. You never forget stuff like this. Looks at me and says, "You know, that was like now it's seventy three. He goes, "Look at this little Alan Bursky making it. He's not even funny." Oh, so he was he was nice. drunk. But I I told him about this years later. He goes, "I would never say that." I went, Johnny, you don't forget shit like that when your friends tell you that. Yeah, that's but all. That's nowadays, they just hack their account, and then they make them look like assholes. Yeah. yeah it's a little harder nowadays. <laughs> anyway, so that was... So take that. So that's know? how far back I go here. That's amazing. What about you, Rich? Mitzi when... had a little place across the street. <laughs> oh, we almost we almost got <laughs> in there. With Mitzi, the saloon across the street? No, the, or... where the, where the, it used to be Lyle Tuttle's tattoo, that little right... Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It sure. was the pickle barrel. Her and Sandy just sold pickles. Out of a big barrel of pickles. They Sandy had. Shore. Yeah. Seashore. We know who she and is. And then, uh, <laughs> did you take her comedy class later or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what did the dog say so about your set? <laughs> yes. She, Collie? She, she, I went up there once and saw that. And I went, it was a Collie, right? Yeah. The dog yeah, so. does judge the sets. Yeah. It's very the important. Collie does? Yeah. Oh, it's very simple. So very important. Well, if you don't, that's how far. I mean, that's how far back here. You know, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. And then, then you your know, parents my, ran. My, my dad was a manager of the place for a while. My mother, you know, was a cover, worked cover booth part time, and my mother did the booth in Westwood a lot. Too. Wow. How long was Westwood? We never get the right dates on Westwood, and I figured you have this bizarre memory to remember every single Westwood word that was, was ever uttered. Hmm? Seventy-eight Eight? to. About 84, 5, something like that. Did you ever work there, Rich? Let him talk. No, I... I so Westwood... Piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I came out here... Uh, I started doing stand-up in 77 in Washington, D.C., and there weren't comedy clubs or anything. I was just doing... Yeah. Banging around. And and uh, I did come out here in 78. I was uh, I was clerking for a lawyer, and he said, you know, you're distracted, man. You... You want to do stand up? Ch check it out. And I was, I had the bug. I said, I want to go because I'd heard about the comedy store by then. So I drove a car out here and uh, I went down. To, I came here and they went, You're not getting on here. Forget it. Go to Westwood. Because I was just oh, a young okay. guy. I was like, I, I said, I went to Westwood and I hung out every night. And uh, 
I was staying with a, a friend of mine, and she was uh, dealing with really good weed here. Oh, good. So every nice. every night I'd it's use that to get in. always a good girl to bring weed or Smart, coke right? in. Isn't right? there? I, Along with I head. Had, when I so. showed up here, I had great weed, and it, they didn't have a pot shop on every corner back right, then. Right, right. So it, it was quick to make friends. I got People in. People were like, yeah, Rick, you can come hang out. You're Every welcome. night, man, yeah. went right to the front of the line. Westwood was still packed, too, and I went right to the front of the yeah. line. Door guys, come on up, come on up. I love slipped that. Him, slipped him a Never couple joints. And then uh, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Whoever the door guy was there in Westwood, um, at the end of like a couple of weeks, I was just hanging out and doing oh, things. Sam and Kennison's brother was a doorman. Bill? Okay. Not Bill. Uh, a younger one. I don't know who it was, but anyway, the guy, uh, I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking about moving out here. And yeah. the guy's like, don't move out here, man. I can't get on, and I work here. Oh, I can't shit. get on. So I was like, I'll just move to New York, because I was living in D.C. Yeah. I said, well, that clinches it. So then I just, I'll go back, and I'm, I moved to New York in 79, early 79. And were you working the circuit there? Yeah, yeah. Quick, you know, it was just a showcase quicker? clubs. Close, show, you know, I look, I, I, I did a lot of work. I was like an opening act for a lot of bands. It's in, this, in the book there. My first paying gig was opening up for Ramones. Wow. Oh, that's of, awesome. Oh, that yeah, it was. Cool it was. Shit. And I and was not ready. Route. I was, yeah. no, oh my God, no. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was this place called the Child House, a small room. It was only about 80, 100. I think it was like Fall 78 or something. I'd only been doing it a little while. And I was not ready, man. And they and and but the guy's like, I'll give you fifty dollars. I got fifty dollars, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm there. Yeah. Right? I'm For there. Fifty bucks, I'll get ready. I didn't. So I get there that Do an night. Hour. You know, it was a punk. It was like there you were know, shaved heads unseen. There was just a lot of leather and a lot of flannel. Shit. It was angry. Like yeah, every yeah, yeah. angry punk. young guy from yeah. the yeah. metropolitan area was there that night. I love it. And the whole it. attitude was like, that, you can feel like, and the club owner, I get back to the bar and he's like, you're not going to make 15 minutes in front of this crowd, man. They're going to kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make the 15 because I'm going to get that $50. Yeah. <laughs> You know, to me, it was like a rodeo event. Yeah, I'm going to the buzzer could, goes. Yeah. I can bomb for 15 oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, I'll st- I'm getting that 15 I've done it. I <laughs> bomb for 15 exactly. minutes. So he goes, oh, you I'll bomb? go double or nothing. You don't make five minutes. Oh, So I go, I'll take it. You know, so they introduced, you know, I don't know. It was a small room. They introduced me. I don't know what they said, but, you know, the audience heard was not the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. Please welcome not the Ramones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything but yeah. and they, what and you came here for. Small. I had to walk right through the crowd. So they saw me walking up there. Yeah. And it was a stage about this high up. Small little stage. You're just booing me, just screaming at me as I'm walking up. You probably don't look. You're probably not dressed like that. No, are, so. no, no. I had like, did you have a suit? I had painter bib overalls oh. and a, you know, like a normal T-shirt, like yeah. a, a national organization. You know, that's all I wore. <laughs> the had man long hair. is what it sounds like. Oh, I had long hair. I was completely. <laughs> They're like, "Here's a hippie getting yeah. a hippie." Yeah, yes. I looked like I was going to, you know, start breaking out the Kansas songs or something. Right. <laughs> So they were like, get it, you know. So I get up there, and they're just a wall of booze just coming at me. And wow. I don't have any, I don't have any improv skills. And I can go deal with them. I, yeah. you know, I have like act that goes from A to B to C to D. Right. So I'm up there for a minute, minute and a half. One of the guys just takes his mug of beer and just shoots it at me. Just hits me with beer. Oh And I just God. stand there because I'm like, I'm not gonna move. You got a double or not? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just standing. It's there. I just, I just shake it off like a dog, you know. Okay. And then right back to my act. Anyway, my mom said, right, back, <laughs> this, this little act I had. Beer dripping. And the next guy goes, Well, if you didn't move on that beer, let's see what he does with this one. So he hits a beer. And then they all start. My buddy at the bar, he was bartending. He said, It was hilarious. It was like the most schizophrenic thing. They'd hit you with a beer, the whole crowd would cheer. You start talking, they boo. So it's just constantly, Yay, boo, yay, boo. (laughs) It's like a bipolar. It's a little stage, tiny little stage that the. That you know the amplifiers are right there. I'm standing right in front of the yeah. drum kit, and the club owner's like, you know, this beer getting thrown on the stage. He's just got his money. He's like, come on, asshole, come get your money. He's just waving the money at the back <laughs> oh of the bar. My God. So I just 
I get off and I, I'm soaked head to toe. I go, <laughs> there's no dressing room. There's just behind, so the club owner and I go in, which is the kitchen behind the bar. You know, we just go in through the yeah, kitchen door. Yeah. The Ramones are standing. I'm soaked from head to toe, and the bar owner's you know, there. And, the, and one of the Ramones looks at me and goes, "Cool act, man." Like, <laughs> cool. Dude, you do this man. every time. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. He's great, man. They throw beer on him. Yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> So this is why I love this, but the Bill Bill Hurd was a club owner, right? So he's like a famous guy in D.C. for booking live acts and stuff. Mm. So he liked me. He said, you got balls, man. I, I, yeah. I, so he brings me back for some bluegrass band. I do okay. So the third thing, he says, he brings me back for another band, like a week after, right? And I go up there, I start doing what I do, which is the same thing I do. I don't have a lot yeah. of material, right? And he comes right up the front of the stage and says, hey, you going to do the same shit you did last week? Oh, shit. I'm not paying <laughs> yeah. for that shit. Do oh. new jokes. <laughs> he didn't get it that... I barely knew I could repeat myself. Yeah. Right? And he's like, wow. He's going to do the same act. I was like, well, that's, these people that's are still. Yeah. But I got heckled by the club owner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a I good feeling have, in yeah. general when yeah. you're like, what? So what did you do? Like, did, did he fire you? Like, mm. that's. No, he was drunk. Oh, okay. I came over, I, I drank with him. He paid me the money. I started working for other cellular productions. I opened up for a lot of different bands. Oh, okay. So I was working. So when I. Got to New York. I had some experience. I was I was ready to get the, up there, and and right. I met all these guys and was friends with them. And so I moved into the improv. That's where I, I passed. First no cursing. Then, then Catch sure. a Rising Star. Then the comics. There were three clubs that were there at the time. The improv, Catch a Rising Star, comics. and, and comics. There were three wow. clubs, you know. And so I started working there. So when I came out here in '82, I'd been a headliner on the road for a couple of years when I got out here. Oh wow! So I, okay. Missy passed me, and I was working here and working at the. Imp- I was working both the improv and here. Did you get store. passed right away? Right away. And you didn't get in trouble. Sam for Kennison working? brought me in right away. Oh wow! He said you gotta, you Mitchie, you gotta see this guy. And, and you didn't get in trouble for working the improv. No, and the- no. I, 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 I was like, established, so. I was, I was yeah, it, it was I kind of so. like. Sam was a good friend of mine. Other guys here were friends of mine, and it was just all in a down low. You know, you're in a down. I remember one night I came in. I was hustling from an improv and it was late for a spot over here because he didn't coordinate your spots. You know, no. so you, you know, they nobody's going to trade with yeah. you, right? So I was running through the back the back door and a couple of comics, uh, Carl Waxman and a couple oh, of wow. comics sort of blocked, they moved in front to block me from going in the <gasps> door, right? Shut and they up. go, uh, and they go, hey, you know, you're an improv act. What are you doing here? I said, I'm going to work anywhere I want to fucking work act. Yes. If you don't move me, you're going to be on your ass act. There you go. <laughs> and I hear this cackling. I look over and it was Sam. And Sam's like, all right, man. Yeah. That's the first time, you know, it was Let like, him in. Doing yeah, the right, yeah, saying yeah. the right stuff. Was Sam working the door at that no, point? No, he was a comic. He then. was already, was Sam, okay. Sam was, I don't remember Sam ever at the improv. No, he wasn't at the improv. He was oh, here. Oh, no. This was at the yeah. store. Because they were door guys. Carl yeah. did the so, podcast so Sam, and he so told us. You, you I'll wanna, tell you Sam's story. Okay. Uh, no, I was going to say, you want to know the genesis really of the club? That this club, or it's Art LeBeau. Yeah. Had the, the big room. and The Sam, main room. The Sammy, and it was his liquor license. Sammy leased. The OR. The OR from But it was his liquor license and bartender. They got the drinks. So after two years, the place isn't doing that well, and Sammy has to go back on the road, so he lets Mitzi run it. Now, in those days, you came in here. You didn't know when you were going on. You just hung around all night. And if somebody, if George Slaughter came in or a casting director or somebody, Sammy would go on and cock around, and then Rudy DeLuca with Barry T. Nelson and Barry... With Craig T. Nelson and Barry Levinson, they oh, wow. would, do, t- they would okay. do their time. And then Jackie Gale or even Joey Ross, slap it, whoever, you know. So Sammy now goes on the road. And Rudy, I think, then gets a job writing for Carol Burnett. In fact, the first money I ever got as a comic in L.A. was they let me MC and they gave me a check for 25 bucks. I remember thinking, oh, how proud what? I was. They still pay that. Yeah. yeah. Weird. But, but, we, we get less now. Oh. Really? Yeah. So Mitzi... To MC? 
Yeah, to I host? Mean, I think it's only, Mitchie, Oh, yeah, it is. You're right. But it's only makes, one night of hosting. That's open mic night. Yeah. So, now, yeah. Mitchie makes the lineup, you know? So you come in. Yeah, she you know, changed it up. And she didn't have an ego about performing, you know? So the place is starting to get hot. So Art LeBeau throws her out. And he turns this into like Bananas or some stupid name, Comedy Ranch <laughs> or something. And Mitzi said, well, you know, if you work for him, you're never going to, you know. So she goes to Frank Sennis and buys the fucking place and She's throws him out. He, I've run into him from time to time. He says he's still with Shell Shock. He never saw that coming. Yeah. So she, he buys the place. But now Sammy wants the club back. Yeah. So wow. they go, basically, it's now it's hot. And Mitzi didn't want it. They're getting divorced. And my, actually, my father went to court with Mitzi. And the judge said, if you get, let her have the club, you don't have to pay child support or alimony. Yeah, at the 40th and, anniversary. And that was like in 70, about 75. Yeah. Yes. And that's how the, the thing took over. Sammy talks about at the 40th anniversary show we did here, uh, which he was he was interrupted by Craig T. Nelson heckling him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But he, he told the My story mother about would have fainted. how he thought it was, uh, at the time, he's like, "What a, this is a great deal for me. I don't have to pay her as much money per month, and all I got to do is give her this club that we weren't really making that much money. Well, it really, and it just took off, and he it, said, it really took off worst decision I ever made. It, I was saying, it really took off because Jimmy Walker on Good Times Now was a hit show. He let her put his name on the marquee, yeah. Jimmy J.J. Walker. And that really drew people. Like Freddie Prinze, would never, he would never let her put his name up on the marquee because he said people will never buy a ticket to see me in Las Vegas if they could see me here for five bucks. Or right. Five she used to tell me that, that all that the time. Yeah. You know, like Gabe Kaplan would never let his name go up. Pryor would never let his name go up. Steve Martin would even. But they, the club was hotter. It was all word of mouth. Before kind them, of. yeah. But, the one, but he was a big TV star. It was Jimmy Walker. So, you know, then the place exploded. Wow. And uh, now, Rick, like you were saying, still people don't like to put their name on the marquee because it yeah. messes up their oh, really? draw of other. Especially like if they're doing something in yeah, town, like they'll do a headlining gig at the Will Theaters, yeah, right. something like that. Then well, could, it'll be three months of no name on the marquee. And Garland does it, yeah, because he Burr headlines does it sometimes, in Burbank, yeah. I think. But well, I could see that. But in those days, it was like you didn't put your name on the marquee because you were afraid it wouldn't draw in Vegas. The Vegas, yeah, or San Francisco. What was the, the two hotels? Not the Palmer House. What's the name of those? I don't know. I can't believe you don't there. remember. Yeah, I'm so We're disappointed. We're counting on the you. Belmont, the Belvedere, no, Castaway. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> there's one in Houston. There's one in San we'll finish at Zanzibar. Wow, Bob Newhart. But that's what Mitzi told me. She ultimately wanted the main room for was big names like that like bob newhart or uh not bob newhart um don rickles uh what's the other guys yeah Yeah, like those guys they couldn't because it would mess up their vegas that's what she told me closer otherwise they never came she got mort saul she never got the smothers brothers mort saul she got uh, we had the smothers brothers later she got got them when i worked here but i mean but she wanted you know buddy hackett you know, she thought she all did. Those she in, wanted all them. Yeah, she, she had Buddy Rich in there. Yeah, you hear when that. Buddy Rich yeah. used to drum in the main room? No. Woody Herman and the Thundering Herd. She had <laughs> stuff, but but as far as main name comics, you know, she never had. That's that was her dream. Yeah. I think that's my fear of performing in the main room that I'm not holding up 
the, what she you want to do. Buddy Hackett. And, you know. Some like a real dirty shit well, act for the OR. You know? <laughs> in the early Sorry. 70s. Made for the OR. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely born and bred in the OR. In the early 70s, the Century Plaza Pure Hotel. filth. The Parisian Room and Tony Bennett would, would, would sing there. And in Century, in, uh, the Sheridan Universal had a nightclub and Johnny Mathis would sing there. It was, you know, they were real nightclubs. Do you remember your material from your showcase? My showcase? Mm-hmm. To become a paid regular? Yeah. I was a paid. Oh, re- I guess because no they didn't do re- it for him. There was no yeah. paid. He regulars. was in the beginning. You, you, yeah, I, you never got. There You're just in. You just. I got on. You got. You got up, and you got on the Tonight Show. But if you, because Macaulay was doing it, is that no, the right? No, I got thing? on before Jim Macaulay ever got on. Jim Macaulay, Macaulay never, that's it. Macaulay never. Uh, Craig Tennis put me on the show. Okay. And then when Craig left and Jim Macaulay was there, I would call up Freddie DeCordova and Peter LaSalle. We drive Macaulay crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need if I had order. any idea what that meant, I well, probably would have drove me crazy. They were the producers. I didn't need the talent coordinator. Oh, you would call them. I said. I, say, I thought I you call said. Freddie DeCordova and say, "I've got a shot ready. Can I come in and tell it to you?" Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're on. Next so week. you would just bypass him. Yeah, you didn't I even did make eye contact. The, the okay. mo- but a again, lot of people don't like him. The millennials, Ooh. they can't get enough of the DeCordova <laughs> stories. <laughs> he was there till the end. Yeah. You know? At the Battle of Antietam, Freddie de Cordova led a charge that broke the Union line. <laughs> he goes back about, actually to the War of 1812. Yeah. A lot yeah, of people don't know that. Much younger man then, but still yeah. crazy brave. Great show producer. Do you remember your showcase? Like, could, Did you have to showcase? Yeah, would you, would you, you like six here? minutes? At, right here? Yeah, for yeah the club, I did. For I the showcased for Mitzi. I went and sat at the table with her. She pulled out some crystals and stuff and sat them in front of me. Oh, and is that looked, how you yeah, were here yeah. for that there and, era? And, 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 and I could see Sam over her shoulder, right? What and color Sam's, was your aura? Uh, yeah, Sam's looking at me. He's just going, cool, just be cool. Just sit there, cool, because I'm like sitting there smoking a cigarette going, you this know, bitch. What's this, what is this, man? Witchcraft? <laughs> did I not get big laughs? No, big laughs, no laughs. What are we doing here? But I sat there and she looked at me and looked at me and went, you're in. And that was it. Wow, the crystal spoke. Yeah. She used to do that. She used to tell me that she would, you know, cut yeah. people because it was always purple, no good. No, it's Get rid looked, of them. Whatever know. it was, I can't remember. There was Whatever always a was. color, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I just sat there and <laughs> waited, and then she said, looked at the crystals, looked at me, and went, okay. Did you do that same act you did in front of... Uh, the, the remote. <laughs> no, no, my God. I I, I, He's wet with no, beer. God, hey, Mitz. <laughs> he has three buddies in the front row at every show. Just <laughs> throwing beer at me. This is hey, my act. That's what I do. It's part of the deal. You know, Mitzi, I'm not funny, but I saw a lot of beer. A yeah, lot of beer. a lot of beer. Once people start, everybody likes to throw a beer. It's the opposite like, of Gallagher. Know. He brought the he brought the poncho for the comic. <laughs> you know, Argus, Argus and Alan Steven and I were talking, you know, in 83, 84. Okay. So I was, you know, moved back up here from West Hollywood uh, to West Hollywood. Where, where in West Hollywood? Kings Row, 1250 King- North Kings Row. Oh boy, huh? Address um, down. People, you can start like a Kramer tour here. You Apollonia, know, like Kramer does in New York. Apollonia lived in my building and um, and Betsy uh, Ross. Apollonia. Prince Apollonia. referencing, yes. I thought he was going to say Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy Russell, the best flag maker. Betsy Russell's a well-known actress. Yeah, I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, that's how we got Betsy Russell's a well-known actress. Google Betsy Russell. Anyway, Betsy Russell. Yeah, she was in that movie with Phoebe Cates. What was that well-known? Phoebe Cates. That like Phoebe Cates was in Fast Times. I'm just going to go back. We know Fast Times at Richmond. That's the only thing I know Phoebe Cates from. Yeah, babe, babe, city. Yeah. 
Uh, only in that movie, she was though. So Not hot. so much. Yeah. Forget it. So Argus yeah. and Alan Stevens and I were talking. In those days, the lineup in the main room would be Ro- Roseanne Barr, uh, Arsenio Hall, uh, Barry Sobel, oh, uh, Sam sh- Kinison, Kip Adana, Shivers down my spine at the very uh, mention of Sobel. Um, <laughs> But he was hot then. Bobcat Goldthwait. He was hot then. Bo- Bobcat Goldthwait. I knew I was old uh, the moment Sobel didn't give Jerry me another Seinfeld. look. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. And in the middle of this lineup, with, you know, in the middle of that lineup, the middle of that lineup, Louis Anderson. What's in the middle of the lineup? Who was in the middle of the lineup? Was uh, Danny Stone in the middle of the okay. lineup. Oh, come on. Yeah. In the middle of these acts who were becoming, you know, hot. You Is know. it terrible to disrespect the dead? Anyway, <laughs> only if they're still dead. When they were backstage behind you <laughs> know, in the curtain, you know, when you know doing blowing and stuff, and we look up at each other and we said, "Fuck, what time is it? The place closed." And I go, "No, it's only like nine o'clock." And we go, Shh. "I don't hear anything. What the fuck is going on?" And we go out, and it's Danny's. The place is packed. Saturday night, nine o'clock, and in the middle of that lineup, twenty minutes is Danny Stone. Not one. Fucking laugh! Is no it, way. Is this when he's yeah. fucking Mitzi? Is yeah, that how he's yeah. Getting that prime? was he was getting middle spots yeah. like that. Oh, I mean, that... he had one impression, right, Rodney? Yeah, I think he, he did he Rodney was doing a Bob little bit. Bob Woods' material, <gasps> and and we were just uh, we actually thought that like the place was evacuated <laughs> and something happened. So one day I said to Mitzi, "We go up there, Argus. They decide it's Alan Stevens and Argus, Mike Binder, Dave Tyree." And I come in, they're all, you know, sitting there. Love Dave Tyree. With, sitting there with Mitzi, and I'm, I'm listening. So like, what about what to do with Argus? We're sending him to Betty Ford, and he's a mess. And I go up the hill, and there's Argus sitting there, like been up for three days, beer oh, bottles man. everywhere, and Coke. He goes, do a bump. And I go to do a bump. I went, Argus, you go, as much as you want. There's this pile, like, a, you know, six grams. And I go, Argus. Six grams. There's no Coke in this. Argus, this isn't Coke. Total cut. Who, you know what was it? Manit and Ostertal. He is so fucking drunk. He's so fucking. He's going, buddy. Go ahead, do as much as you want. I went, Argus. I'd love to if it were Coke. <laughs> and he's crying out. But Alan, I love her. I love her. You know. You know. Oh so I go God. back down and I see the guys. I go, Mitzi, what do you got? A magic pussy? What do you do to these guys? You know. You <gasps> Alan, the- he didn't say that. I did say that. <laughs> he did not say that. I, I believe he did. You, I, I believe he did. I I've that. watched magic, Mitzi. Magic, you have a magic pussy. Yeah. I, I, I do. And Mitzi has asked no me numerous times to ask me to remove Alan. So I believe <laughs> he said that. Get him oh, out of here. Get him out of here. Ask me about magic pussy when gas was only forty-five cents a gallon. <laughs> no, gas was then. Gas was was like was two dollars. Two dollars. You brought up. No, I had my last big fight with her, so where she threw me out. Yeah, Alan, tell everybody what you did. I did. I told. I told. It was Tommy or something. This I one said, I remember. Yeah, I said she's sick. She should sell the club. Go toward the Greek islands and you know and enjoy the rest of her life. She went crazy on me. I'm not sick, and you said I was sick. I went, Mitzi, you got Parkinson's disease. No, no. You made that up. She doesn't have that. Oh, I did? I'm just kidding. Right, That's well. what she would say. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's got, got the party shakes. I didn't step foot in the place again until Robin's memorial. 15, 16 years. Yeah. She was pissed. I remember. Well, it wasn't so much she was pissed. Tommy... I didn't like him. Uh, and he didn't like right. me. That's true. Well, and it wasn't well, until Tommy was, sound, okay? Tommy. We don't need you around here, <laughs> Barsky. <laughs> Tommy, that's not nice to say. Comedy college. We don't need <laughs> professors. 
So it was, it was Argus. It was Argus and Paulie who called me and said, "No, you're welcome back. We want you back." This she was your mad home. for a minute. Like it wasn't even. No, he kept me out of here 15 years, and he wouldn't even let me come to her like her 80th birthday party years ago. Yeah, the house. Yeah, Argus. You know. She, uh, but that was the thing. She didn't like if you said that word Parkinson's. That would flip. She would flip out. She didn't like even if a doctor said it. She would leave. So she never was fully diagnosed with Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. She definitely well, has dementia. The went up her ass and just stayed there. Okay, so you calm down. This is her house, <laughs> young man. Was it Parkinson's? <laughs> no, it, it was dementia. Same definitely things, denial. Though. Yeah, no, yeah. No, she I mean, she no, just didn't like that word, but the dementia for sure. Yeah, she wasn't. There was no dementia, you know, in '99. Uh, what are you talking in about? Yes, Alan. Should, I went I to, to the Dominican help, Republic with her. I used to pick her up and put her in the car and help her in the car and walk out. We were still very close. You know, for all her They came along at a time of chemtrails. When the chemtrails came in, that's you know, when dementia came in. I got to say, there are people the who government. actually you know, claim she's evil or this or that. She's not. For all her craziness, when my father was dying and ran out of insurance, she paid the hospital bills. Yeah. You know, she could be very good and loving. She supported comics who stabbed her in the fucking back. That's During true. During the strike... You know, all those guys, you know, Paul Mooney and Miller, you know. And I said, Mooney? Mooney was a big... I saw Mooney at a bus stop. His car was in the shop. Marty Klein and I pick him up, coming back right right by the so Hollywood Bowl. So many Martys. Right, right by the Hollywood Bowl, coming back from NBC in Marty's Mercedes. I go, that's Paul Mooney. That's Mooney. And so, Marty Polio was juggling on the sidewalk <laughs> as we passed He him. gets in the car, and the first thing he says, we got the white lady, we got the white lady. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? And he starts telling me the strike. The strike is on. I Because I, I would talk to Elaine. He would and, try to help, but he, he goes, the strike by is on. her he, side. No, he went, the strike is on. We got the white lady. So I said, and I told this to Elaine and Jay, and they said I was crazy. I said, she'll take this as a personal attack. You'll never get this through to her. And after all said and done, she took them all back. You know, Steve Lebecki, when they claim that she killed Lebecki and he jumped because of retaliation, the only, there's one person who never stepped foot in this place again because of the strike, and that's Tom Dreesen. Everybody else has been back and worked here one time or another, let alone the big strikers were, you know, George Miller, Kip yeah. Adada. They, they made fortunes out of here. Yeah, so did Tom. No, Tom never came back. Oh, he never came back. He mean, never but came he back. was making money, and once he started making money, they stopped fighting for everybody else. No, he, he was the big leader of the strike. Yeah. He was big pushing. I had a big fight with Leno and everybody, because after the strike and everything was settled. fight with everyone. They, they, they claimed... Bursky! What do you got, Leno? A magic dick? They settled this whole thing. Bursky's running his magic crotch material yeah. again. <laughs> they tried to get Agva... That you had to, the comics had to join Agla. Leno and those guys tried to, this was a couple of years after the strike. And I was an agent at APA and I came to talk on Mitzi's behalf. Hilarious. I came to talk on Mitzi's behalf and Leno went crazy on me. And and the union guys from Agva are there and I'm laughing. I said, I'm an agent at the third largest talent agency in the world. I represent Steve Martin, this Liberace. You know what? Here's here's the contract. Was, was he gay? Not that, but I mean the company. I don't personally, but I pulled out these contracts. I said, "Here's a SAG contract. Here's an Agva contract. Here's an Equity contract. And look at this. This is an APA personal service contract, because we don't use Agva anymore. 
Nobody does. And the guy yells at me, you know, all the circus performers are Agva. I went, oh, really? So we'll pitch a tent here and we'll get clowns. And they kept Agva out. The guys were crazy on me. They wanted all these comics to join the American Guild of Variety Artists, which I don't think is even a union. You, uh, you brought up Liberace. Let's talk about Barry Sobel for a second. <laughs> That was oh, weird. That's yeah. a weird Barry that Sobel connection, hot, but I like it. I like how you connected that. Barry Sobel was a very hot young comic in 80, 83, so Very hot. He was very hot for Rick for a while, too. He was, so. he was the white rapper. He had heat on him. I just, a lot of heat. A lot of heat. I just realized recently that I was blocked on Twitter by Barry Sobel. Why? I saw someone mention, like, you should follow him. I'm like, I wonder if I follow him. And I clicked on it. And it says, you were blocked from seeing the site. And I was like, I wonder why I'm blocked. So then I Googled at uh, Rick Ingram. Barry Sobel to see if there was any connection. Yeah. And I had like three tweets where I'm just straight up being like, so Barry, Barry Sobel really is creepy and tried to have sex with me one time. And I'm like, oh, that's probably why I'm blocked. <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Well, I guess that's probably, yeah. If you just left the creepy, I'd have been yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so, you know, he don't yeah. like to be called creepy, but yeah. he doesn't mind. Love is love, man. Hitting yeah. on a young, <laughs> you a go young Kansas you know. boy. That's hey, right. you know, when, when Andrew first came here, you know, to this day. 79, gr- right? Yeah, the gruff, you know, dice clay. He was the sweetest guy He was guy the impressionist the then. Yeah. yeah. At, when did he? That was my Ramones experience was... was Opening for Dice when I was 23. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I well, my material was all, hey, I'm Rick from Kansas. And, uh, and the hey, crowd guys. was like, fuck you, queer. <laughs> like, all right, thanks. Have a good night, everyone. Well, I'll never forget this. Right in front Jay of the comedy store, I had a Yamaha. I was full Jay. I had a Yamaha scooter. And then I had this Cutlass Brome. Mm-hmm. And the, the battery car, went dead. By the, way. The, the, the battery went dead on the Yamaha scooter. I lived right down the street. T-tops on the Brome? Anyway, go ahead. And I said, I got to get this in the trunk of the big trunk of the car. And me and Argus are trying to, ah, fuck. Is it? Andrew came, picked up the fucking thing by himself and put it in the, in the trunk. Uh-huh. I went, holy shit. <laughs> His Wait, sideburns he, picked it up. That's true. His I know, he just picked up. Pull. Me and Argus... We're struggling to put this in the trunk of the car, and Andrew by himself picked the fucking thing up and put it in the trunk. That's hilarious. He had superhuman strength he does when he was have. dressed as Elvis. When he would wear his Elvis costume, that was that was. But he loved Elvis. He did love Elvis, yeah, but and I so meant, he, but he you know, yeah. Oh, but back I'm then he was what, just Andrew it, Clay, right? Yeah, because yeah. I thought it was '79 he came here. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, thought it was, I, thought it was, I don't think so because I worked with him at. at now he might have I been think it was seventy eight. Back so. and forth because what's his name? Worked brought with him at Pips in, um, in, in, yeah. in Brook, which is a Sheepshead yeah. Bay. Sheepshead Bay. Right, I worked with him there like seventy nine, eighty. That, that was like that, that was when he had the act where it's just all the impressions, medley of impressions, and yeah. finish up with the Jerry Lewis thing and do some Travolta. Right. Yeah. And a leather jacket. You saw the leather jacket eventually because you use that for all those impressions of the Italian actors because they're all Italian actors right. Right, and the then Travolta. eventually you saw the jacket hang around to do the Buddy Love became Dice that was Clay. his favorite yeah, yeah. Buddy yeah. Love he, had he, to, he, didn't, he couldn't do Buddy Love without the jackets so yeah that's of course it. yeah um, yeah but it, uh, I forget all the years everybody comes here, but I just the, I think those years would have been so cool to be around, yeah. like in the eighties, early eighties. You yeah. came in eighty yeah. two. I would have yeah. loved to have been here at all in the nineteen hundreds. <laughs> well, that <laughs> showed up the wrong that's millennium. That's Ricky. Look. I came here ninety three. They didn't pave. They didn't pave Sunset Boulevard to nineteen twenty seven. Did you God help them it. pave it, Alan? No, no. I, don't I just remember saying. How you do know? you know? He gave him the idea. <laughs> this, this would be better if it wasn't a dirt road. He called Marty Cohen. They just <laughs> you, you couldn't have stand it without a paved road. This little, this we got the white paint. What? Check out Bursky's new book, All the Martys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, here, I got a, I got a better one. 
this little old Jewish man would come, very nicely dressed, you? Oh. caddy car, and he would talk to my father once in a while in Yiddish. And he'd leave, and my dad said to me, that is the last of the great mafia killers. It was Mickey Cohen. Oh, shit. Would come we switched to 70s. Mickey. Yeah. Marty and Mickey. <laughs> I usually confuse them. By, by far the nicest dressed person on the podcast. I agree. Far. I agree. I can't get over this suit. I mean... Marty Shiner knew it's dressed yeah. like trash. That's how we are. <laughs> Shannon not, but he classed it up Bursky, by putting a vet stadium. Bursky went with something from the Fraser Smith collection. So. <laughs> the Fraser Smith. <laughs> Did you borrow that suit <laughs> yeah. from Fraser? I found a warehouse with Johnny Carson's man, old apparel. Man, Alan, <laughs> this is going to look good on oh, you. He is the best guest. I was Calvin going about. Fraser Smith. <laughs> Made in China? But once in a while we do yeah. divert from yeah, getting it. I was amazed. I saw, so, how dare you, Joe? And now bring Bursky in on it. It was made in Italy. From now on, I look at the labels real carefully. What? Wait, say that again? Something Italy. I bought the suit, mm-hmm. Calvin Klein, right? Yeah. But I already, I whatever I buy, any suit, I got to do a whole chop job because I'm a size and a half awkward. You know, I'm only five. five. Yeah, I know. We see. So it wasn't until I spent it. all the money chopping up the suit that I looked at the label that said Made in China. I said, This isn't Made in Italy? Italy. I like the class of Italy. I like the class when it's Italy. I was fucking crazy. <laughs> I want my suits I, made could, by Chinese children, period. We're opposite that way. I couldn't take the suit back because it was already you know, you know, chopped up. All Italian time. children are greedy with their time. And so for me, it's only kids and only Chinese kids. It's true. They work fast, man. They got those China little hands. good. For cheap knockoff auto parts. Whoa, whoa. But not clothing. (laughs) We all have our opinions. That's true. That's true. Uh, Okay, so let's get back to your book. Yeah. Kicking through the ashes. ashes. Kicking through the ashes. Kicking through the ashes. What what is that? It's all comedy stories, road stories. A lot of stories. Yeah, I I try to cover every every aspect of stand-up. I try to cover with joke thievery or whatever. I have stories about it. Yeah, we had some problems with that. Yeah, yeah, we always did. There's always been that way. And, And when it was... When I started in 79, I did a kind of a rough count, about 400 comics, top to bottom in the whole country. So it was okay. easy to police thieves. Like when Adam Leslie stole Mark Schiff, act, whole act up in Montreal. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was up there. And I, uh, back then, you know, you could, you, they want you to come back as fast as possible. They had packed audiences. So right. if they found a comic could hold an audience, it's like, how fast can you come back? But you couldn't come back if you had a half a brain going, I, I can't come in with a new act. Right. So, but Adam, he was greedy. So, he, so I followed him one week up in Montreal and... They're, they're telling me, oh, Adam Leslie was just here. He had a whole new act. It was unbelievable. I had a whole new act. They started telling me jokes. Every joke they told me, I go, that's Mark Schiff. That's Mark Schiff. That's Mark Schiff. Oh, my God. So Mark had to follow Adam. He was up the following week. And we were Doing... all friends playing poker. Yeah, so he came in. He was dodging bullets. The whole I could not convince the staff that that was Mark Schiff's act because they'd been they'd imprinted. Seen it, yeah. they'd, they'd been imprinted. So Adam got, he just got banned from the from the scene in New York. He just got banned. I mean, he just got, you know, he came out to L.A. because he had to come out here because he couldn't, nobody See, wanted to see him around. that's amazing that the club or whomever and, got And we told the club owners, we told the A club owners, we told the guys who that were A clubs in today. Cleveland and Detroit, said, you book Adam, we're not working the club. I mean, they just went, okay, fine, because they wanted the top comics. They were, so they would police themselves. We kind of policed ourselves. But then by the end what? of the 80s, I worked with this guy in Atlanta. So I used to wear a Walkman headphones, Walkman pre okay. iPod to listen to music pre-iPod. before I go. <laughs> the thanks original for, iPod. Thanks for yeah. explaining it. Alan just goes over yeah. it. So I didn't want to hear the audience reacting to comics in front of me in case 
I could prejudge the audience. If the comic does some racist jokes, then they laugh, and I hate the audience for it. I had that experience. Okay. So I used to like listen to the music, and I go, this way, I go up the audience. It's clean for me. Got it. But I happen to take my headphones off for some reason, and I hear the guy do my joke, the middle act. This is Sunday night. We worked all week together. So I know his act. And yeah. he does one of my jokes. I go, that's verbatim one of my jokes. Then, boom, then another, then another. And he did like four or five of my jokes. While bam, he was bam, working bam. with you? While he was working. I'm Holy getting ready to go on next. So I'm like, whoa. Now, I run the the, the punchline had this little off the side. It wasn't a green room. It was just a little place where it was kind of a pen, holding pen for the comics to go on next. Right. So I rushed down into the kind of, I'm in, and I'm hearing him doing more and more jokes. I'm like, I don't even know how many he's done before. I, I mean, before I'm like halfway through yeah. his act when I take the headphones off. So I don't know how much he's done already. So I'm like waiting for him to come off. The MC's there. The MC saw my story on Facebook. He said, I was there when you came busting oh. in that green room. He's like, you were red hot. And going, he's going, because the MC knew the guy was doing my act. Yeah. And so the guy comes off and I just grab him. The MC goes up and I grab him. And I'm shoved. They could probably hear it. I'm banging him up against the wall. Going, what the fuck are you doing? He says, he looks at me. He goes, oh man, I'm sorry. I forgot you were still here. Like he wow. was going to steal and he just forgot that he was still in town and I was working with It's him. a timing situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I would have stolen tomorrow, right. this wouldn't be well, a who problem. Who did he think he was feature- featuring for? I, he just forgot, lost his mind. I guess he thought he was already gone. Oh my God, I would have freaked out. Oh no, was, I had to go on stage. So I'm, I'd do a couple jokes I did. They were like sitting, I go, the guy, the guy did that joke? Yeah. So I had to like dance around it, make up things. It was did all... you beat his ass or just give him no, a, a verbal beat? No, I was going to after the show, I got introduced as I was like yeah. pounding him, you know, like kind of... And I came off the stage, and of course he was gone, man. They were like, Hell he's yeah. gone. He's gone. He what was his off. name? You know, I got, it, I got it in the book. We blast him on Ken's this podcast. Some, it's in the, it's in the oh, book okay. somewhere. Ken, he never went anywhere. You know, I figured right. somewhere he's out Usually doing a rich Jenny tribute act don't. somewhere. You know, oh. <laughs> you know, one of those guys. He's a cover comic. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one to steal from Jenny. Yeah, Jenny yeah, wrote a lot. Right. So oh my god, he was yeah. always yeah, writing. Absolutely. Always had new shit. Absolutely. But he's not. He doesn't take the beer as well. He's he actually absorb it as He's well. opening for Ramon's cover Adam, band, so it works Adam, out. Adam Leslie in like '91 sold. That's I, a real person, obviously. Adam Leslie, you didn't know Adam? I don't know. Oh, he, he's one of those tragedies. He, I gave him two thousand well, dollars for thief. material. Yeah, but I'll punch more, him in his face right now. I gave him two thousand dollars for material, and he sold me everybody else's material. Smart. <laughs> yeah. He, smart. He, he, he says smart he, he goes, "Hey, look at look at my evening at the improv." I go, "That's my material." Oh. He goes, "Yeah, I bought it from Adam Leslie." All this stuff. <laughs> what the? F- yeah. Two grand, and you were going to do that on Evening at the Empire? He did it. I did it. Oh, you did it? He did it. Yeah, people yelling at me because I, I wanted to. Poor Alan. That's, that's the easiest way to fence material back then. That would happen all the time. People would get upset when they signed somebody writing material down in the club. Just, yeah. You know, right? Because they it wasn't that they were going to take it and use it themselves. They would fence it to a big act. I have a, sure. story, I have a story in a book about... One night I was about, you know, about 80, 81, I was emceeing at the Improv, and Rodney Dangerfield calls up. Out here? No, no, this is in New York. New York, in New York. So Rodney Dangerfield calls up, and Buckles, Pat Buckles, who was the manager of the club, goes... Oh, boy, Pat Buckles. Yeah, I love Pat. Yeah, yeah, she's great. So she says, Rodney's on the phone, he wants to talk to you. So I get on the phone, Rodney goes, I got this joke, and I got this joke, right? It's a great joke. This kid sold me a bunch of jokes. This one's too good. The rest of it's shit, but this one's great. So he tells me the joke. I, I might mess it up, but it was it was I immediately recognized as Ronnie Shakes. Ronnie Shakes. The joke was, I was thinking about killing myself, you know. But I knew it wasn't serious. Went to the beach. I took a towel, you know. Went, <laughs> I just want to drown myself. I messed it up, you know. But I get it. You get yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it, right? Yeah. But it's a great one-line joke. And Rodney. Yeah. So Rodney. Perfect I give, for Rodney. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I give uh, Rodney Ronnie Shakes' number. 
And okay. Ronnie Shakes comes in the next night and he tells you what happened. He said, Rodney called him up and said, look, I normally give 50 bucks for a joke, but I've already done this joke a couple of times, getting ready to do a Tonight Show Friday night. I'll give you 250 if you want to sell me a joke. If you don't want to sell me a joke, I understand. I'll never use it again. Now, this is really honorable. He could have easily said, hey, kid sold me the joke. I'm doing it tonight. Shall I take the joke and do it? Yeah. But Rodney suspected it might have been yeah, stolen. It's so too he good. checked around. It's someone else. Too good. Yeah. This kid was too good for this kid, right? Because he had the rest of the jokes were shit. So then Ronnie Shakes goes, all right, I'll give the joke to Rodney. He gives the joke to Rodney. Then Rodney calls him back and says, hey, kid, I got an extra ticket going out to L.A. when I'm doing the Tonight Show. You want to come with me? And he brings Ronnie Shakes out here to see the, do the Tonight Show and then introduced him to Macaulay. And then eventually Ronnie Shakes got the Tonight Show wow. because of Rodney. Yeah, I mean, that's bigger than a little bit of money for a joke. So Yeah, yeah, well, but he, yeah. Didn't, yeah what, he didn't see that coming, but he did the right thing. Rodney, Rodney did the right, the right thing. thing. Ronnie yeah. Shakes did the right thing. It all worked out. Yeah. I love those kind of stories. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you do the right thing. I hate, like nowadays, people do right for big acts and they get money, but... I mean, there's so many goddamn comics, right. and there's so many venues. Like people go everywhere. I'll hear yeah, things. You know I'm so like, many... how did they see that open mic joke? I, I like that's an open micer that just did that in a random little spot. But these people go everywhere, and they write everything oh. down, and then they sell it off to the yeah, bigger yeah, the open mic. It's awful. That that was notorious back then. There was and Living co- Color got in trouble for that when they were on because their writers were coming here and yeah. other places and well, stealing premises, and then. Selling them as their ideas to them. Sure. Yes, I see you waving, Alan. <laughs> no, that was Persky. Oh, laughing. All right, you went a little further back no, than me, but all right. These writers, sitcom writers, would come in here. That's crazy. And, yeah, and, and take people's jokes. commercials. They did it with commercials. Oh, I remember yeah. Bill Burr got mad at somebody on stage. Like he was like, "What are you doing? Why do you have your phone on?" Yeah, like he just. I don't know. He got paranoid. It just happened to somebody. And he was like, turn it off. Like, he wouldn't go further until the guy turned it off. But they've always had joke thieves. And back in vaudeville, sometimes if a guy was a popular act, they they tip the stagehands big. They tip the stagehands. And the stagehands, if a guy was stealing somebody's act, they drop things during the guy's act. Like, sandbags (gasps) would come flying down there to guys. They would take care of it. They kind of police it that way. But there's no way to police it other than that. Yeah. Oh, we need that now. The worst is Can you imagine that. you string them up by their feet? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like pull them up. We, we police them now. We just need one comedy killer, and yeah, I'm willing yes. to do it at the right price. <laughs> Rick, I'm so close. I've got a baby to pay for. I will murder people. <laughs> What's the one thing in common? All these comics did were thieves. We're going to have to look into this. Tim Thomerson? It was me, Thomerson, Robin Williams, and Harris Pete. And Thomerson stealing jokes. <laughs> no, Thomerson threw Robin Williams down the stairs and back to the OR. That's a great down the stairs. Wait, Thomerson did what? Threw Robin Williams down the stairs. Well, okay, so uh, Ollie it's Joe a Prater thing. was Everybody, a joke thief, and you knew this it. This is true. If he we, gave you cocaine, you just headline Pittsburgh. That's a good. It's in that, that, that <laughs> was in there. I love Pittsburgh. that. I love that joke. If he gave, if he gave, if you shared a beer with that's you, what it is. you did, beer. If you did one of your jokes, if he, if he shared a joint with you he just did one of your hunks yeah. if you if he gave you a line of coke you just played Cleveland <laughs> yeah, I think, Tim Thomerson's right? line yeah, was reality like yeah. well, reality what a concept and Robin's first comedy album was reality what a concept so Tim will come to the store and Robin was already a big star Mark and Mindy first season but it was known that he stole jokes yeah, this correct was, this was the very but this yeah, was no, I'm the not crazy. before it really right. became you know a known thing so Robin, Robin comes running up to Tim 
Oh, my lord Timmy. Oh, my lord Timmy. How do, how dost thou do? And Tim goes, hey, Robin. And he grabs him by the shirt and throws him right down the stairs. That's hilarious. The, uh, here at the comedy yeah, store. Yeah, the back of the door. Beautiful. steps. Yeah. yeah. He goes, you want to take any other stuff? And Robin was like real shaking. And Tim, Tim's a big Is that a Parkinson's guy. joke? Because Robin had Parkinson's. <laughs> Unclassy, Bursky. All right. There's no such word as unclassy. <laughs> How dare Rick you? Rick just made it <laughs> not, up. Not classy. Hey, I'm just trying not to steal other people's words, okay? <laughs> you got to be a creator. He doesn't want to get thrown down but the I mean, steps, uh, shaking. Right down, right down the but, stairs. But did it even bother? I mean, obviously, it was sure, too late. Scared the shit out of him. But it was too late. It was already out there in an album. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so it was there. But Tim never was do, pursuing a stand-up Tim's career. a big guy. Yeah. Isn't he? Well, yeah. the best story was Andrew Johnson with Gabe Kaplan. The president. This is, this is, vice, this is Lincoln's vice president. <laughs> Andrew, After the assassination, Johnson, tried doing stand-up for a while. The new it, era. And, Andrew, uh, Andrew Johnson married Monica... I don't know what she's been married five times. Oh. Monica Johnson wrote all those movies with Albert Brooks. Her brother was Jerry Belson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're so married. So is she Monica Belson? Yeah, I guess maybe. Yes. Okay. But she had... but the point was so Andrew Andrew was a you know, nobody knew it in those days, was a Marine lieutenant in Vietnam Ooh. from Alabama. Big tough or southern guy. Mm-hmm. And he was shell shocked. He had you know, post traumatic stress syndrome, I guess, but nobody you know, he would fly off in rages and you know, so he retires, he leaves, they're, they're getting divorced, separated. He goes up north to, and joins some ashram to, you know, find, whatever. Not Est. No, it wasn't Est. <laughs> so there was a joke of his. I think everyone was pretty, pretty there, aware. Yeah. There, there was a joke. People were waiting for that to come back. There was a joke of his that I wanted to buy. So I call Monica and I, I'll buy this joke. Now, why are you buying jokes? Yeah, you already got in you trouble just, for this. You just didn't want... This so this was seventy. This is later or before? This is November seventy four. Just okay. lazy. So this is so, before. So I want to buy the joke, and Monica says to me, "Alan, she talked like this. You know, Andrew would never sell the jokes. I'm sorry." Next night, I see Gabe Kaplan. I'm in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and Gabe does this joke, and I call up Monica now. And that was long distance in those days, boy. Oh my God, so, probably. So I call it. Probably took seven operators boy, to get I, that. Through. I call it Monica. Would have been racist. And I'm screaming. You, you hate right. Gabe Kaplan. I don't understand how much more money could he have given you. I offered you two hundred bucks for the joke. What do you, so, honey, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, watch the Tonight Show. A month later, I I knew Andrew Johnson because I was 15 and wanted to be a comic in New York, and I would go around to these right. Comedy showcases with some older friends. That's where I met Andrew, 1969. So I, I knew Andrew pretty well. I hadn't seen him now in over a year. In front of the comedy store, up comes Andrew Johnson. And I'm looking for a big hello, a hugger. Andrew, my God, how are Alan, where can I find Gabe Kaplan? I went, well, you know, he comes here most nights. You come around. He'll... I missed the night, like the next night or so. Andrew found Gabe. He grabbed Gabe by the throat. They say Gabe was pulling money out, and Gabe was already, you know, uh, on, uh, on Welcome Back. Yeah, Cotter, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if he had Welcome Back Cotter oh. yet. Oh, he was already seventy four. How much money did he pull out? They say he made a donation for two thousand dollars. How many gallons of gas could he buy? <laughs> well, gas in those days because we're about 40, ready to go back to that. Gas in those days had went up to forty two nine. <laughs> But he was pulling out money. I mean, Andrew, you didn't fuck with Andrew Johnson. Wow. He, was a, he, he would... The South learned that same. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he was a Marine lieutenant in Vietnam. And right? Sh- and shell-shocked. That's pretty impressive. 
<laughs> you don't steal from uh, that there's, So there's. No, I love that story. Now, uh, I have a question. There's our producer, Ari. He walks in and out when he feels it. Um, hopefully, we're doing everything right. Wouldn't it be funny? Okay, if you're you're <laughs> we got the thumbs up. We oh, got the thumbs up, guys. The thumbs up. It's okay. all right. Good. I, I want to lose this. Like, oh, no. Got the thumb up. <laughs> okay. What, I'm the uh, all right. little Jewish guy. Bursky can repeat it word for word. This whole book? Did you wet the book? Bursky. I was, I, I was keeping it I, safe. He made me buy this. I had to buy. I bought. How, well, I he's got to make money. I have every comic from Mark Marin to, to, to he, Jay Leno. Don't steal to, the jokes to, in here. To, to, add, to uh, Franklin Jai have given me a book. I have never, Larry, never paid for a book from another comic. Did you get a book from Marty Cohen? <laughs> I saw Larry Frank- Wild book. I saw Franklin Ajay. Book. Who who made you Mark buy a book? Marin who book. who made Did you Dice buy a book? Give you a book. Who made you buy a no, book? Dice has a book. Yeah, you have to. I got one in my car. You, you can buy, buy it. Oh, right, you, you have to buy <laughs> it. I'm, I'm kidding, Andrew. Too. I'm kidding. You could. It, uh, he Jay Leno it. gave me no a book. Way he listens to this podcast. David Steinberg <laughs> gave me a book. All right. Who? David Steinberg. Who didn't give you a book? Who made me buy a book? Who? Who? What's Rich, the name? Rich, Rich Scheidner! <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to promote a book. I'm just here. trying We're to get the best you we know. can here. This guy's got killer stories in here. People yeah. are, you know, be, he's and policing he wrote, comments. How many of these his I actual words. Week? 28. What? I said, I'm those are his actual them. words, too. Those other guys. Those are my words. Vegas. They bought the words All to their books. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, go out and sell. Yeah, yeah, Smart. Sell you sell them after yeah. the yeah, show. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You, sure. you That's had, great. You had Bursky peddling your stuff? He was, That's going to hurt the brand. on stage. It's going to hurt the brand. got a crippled kid. you got to have him walk again. And some woman yelled at me. He said he had daughters. He didn't talk about his son. He's ashamed. You have daughters? Yeah. How many daughters? Two daughters and a son. Nice. So nice. the woman says, "You didn't." He didn't say anything about a crippled son. I said, "It's a crippled son." Would you talk? about Alan, do you have children? Ouch. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you you do Just the intercourse asking. though, and all that. <laughs> you, you've you've been you do doing the, the intercourse. intercourse? No. No. So what is that? Do the intercourse. <laughs> Uh, a god <laughs> cannot have intercourse with a mortal woman. Uh, she first into oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I've never been told. Lord knows what I've been doing. I I I partied with Alan a little bit. Um, Look at his face. Like, oh. <laughs> Just hanging out at the comedy store, you know, in the kitchen. We would mess around. My friend Lauren used to. Remember Lauren? Yeah, I Lauren. Gave her that raincoat from Tommy Gave her. Hunter. I think she stole it from you, but <laughs> no, I like that you say gave it. it. Yeah. I'll take it. And she just ripped it. She was evil. Expensive Tommy Hilfiger woman's raincoat. I bought it for my wife, Sheila, when I was married. Sheila goes, oh, honey, I don't like that color. It was a lot of colors. I remember yeah. it was like yellow. And I tried to came in to sell it or something. And Lauren goes, oh, I, I fits me. Look, 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 bye. Yeah, she took it right off him. Nice. Didn't even ask. That's nice. the kind of Jew she is. She didn't yeah. even ask. <laughs> Pelt. Pelt. Yeah, she's married now. It's not her marriage. Lauren Small? I don't know, Alan. That's for you to figure out. Like you'll have Marty Cohen. Cohen. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was either Marty Cohen or what's the other Marty? She was, was a floozy Marty. that he would fuck every third. Or Thursday. Mickey Cohen's <laughs> wife, maybe. Who knows? The last great mafia killer, <laughs> Mickey. Mickey Cohen. Mickey when did Cohen. your uh, book come out? Like last when, week. Le- uh, Jesus, Alan. Are you his publicist or? <laughs> Are you still doing that coke that Argus was offering up? <laughs> It's not coke. Alan Are you still doing says, the baby laxative? That you don't do coke you? anymore. No, not do with, you? The speed got so cheap he couldn't do 
couldn't turn it down. Were you a partier, Rich? Yeah. Calm down, Alan. Listen, I can't even light matches around you. I'm just asking if this guy was that kind of partier. Yes. Yeah, like we used to fuck with you. Put the lighter up. You freak out. I like cocaine a lot. I like all the ups. I like everything going up. Everything going up. I like whiskey and cocaine a lot. Ooh, With camel on filters and just stay on that for a couple of days. Nice. I like that. I like the hallucinogens a lot. Oh, okay. yeah. Mushrooms very much. Yeah. Uh, those the are my stuff. spiritual journeys. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, uh, didn't didn't like the opiates too much, but I had when I I would want them after a couple of days on coke, I'd be begging for yeah. them. Oh. And uh, does that help with the Breaks coming down, down man? Yeah. I need the brakes. The, the train train is hitting the curve, man. The Quaalude era. Quaaludes were water slide in the bed. Did you man. do a lot of Quaaludes? <laughs> not not a lot, but uh, he didn't I do know. them. He needed them for the ladies. Laura Freddie, Smalls. I don't know Freddie, if you. <laughs> Freddie Prince. The last I'll tell you uh, something. Rick might not know. Uh, he was the one who gave Freddie Prince I the did gun. That! Oh, I'm sorry. How's the story I, listen, go? <laughs> you know, I'm from what I understand. Well, clear it up right now. He sold him the gun. <laughs> You're which one step way from does getting it your head caved in. Well, which way does it go? Oh, you're going to cave my head in with Freddie Prince's gun, Bursky? <laughs> All right, sorry. He's kidding. Tell the story. You know, he knows me. I am not emotionally stable. So we, I'm not responsible for anything. Hold on. We already Just know that the you're record, not. Or physically. Or mentally. Okay. Or spiritually I, stable. For I'm the, the record, allegedly. I like this to is poke what a bear. we heard. That's my thing. Here's the actual <laughs> fucking story. Please, Have please. an arranged hamster. Clear it Freddie, up. Freddie was married. The baby must have been two months old. March. Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, so it must have been maybe it was June or something. Okay. Of uh, 76. Did you guys come up together? On, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know when, when he, he started. He was on the East Coast. I was on the West Coast. Okay, but, but he, did he work here at the store, no, Freddie Prince? No, I brought Prince? him here. First time he came out here to do the Tonight Show, I introduced him to Mitzi. Oh, wow. Okay. He was known from Catch a Rising Star in the Improv in New York. Yeah, because she always spoke highly of him. I just didn't know if he was... No, but he, was, he, he was... moved here and moved in with me around the corner here, and, and we lived together, and then he became a star. Moved up. First, he moved to 7777 Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Then he moved I love to, the address. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one to remember. This will be on the tour, <laughs> right there, the Bursky tour, and the building was brand new when they built it. Then, anyway, the early so, tour, baby. And I lived on the corner, fifteen forty-five, where Argus lived, Mike Binder lived, Alice wow. lived, Biff Maynard lived, Biffy, uh, so Biffy. He comes over <laughs> Mitzi every Saturday, it. you know, from eleven in the morning. We'd go see a movie, hang out in Beverly Hills, you know, stuff the whole day. So he comes over one morning. He says, "What kind of gun did James Bond have?" Right. And I said, it was a Walther PPK. And he says to me, where can I get one? I said, in, in L.A.? Any sporting goods store, any gun store. It's let's amazing. Really, let's go. We went, big five sporting goods store, Wilshire San Vicente. They do not Still s- there, by the way. Yeah, they do not sell handguns anymore. No, I've been. So we go there. Not since Freddie Prince. Freddie says... I want a Walter PPK. And the guy said, we don't have that, but we have this. It was an Astra Constable, and it was, a, I think, a Italian or Spanish made. It looked just like it. It was a knockoff. Okay. So he buys that, and he buys a 38 snub-nosed chrome-plated charter arms uh, revolver. Wow. He goes, well, I'm going to get this for my wife. And I said, nothing for the baby? And those were his, and that was the gun he shot himself with, the Walter, the uh, Astra Constable. He worked, he worked his joke into the... I do like that, Alan. <laughs> we'll always put a joke in there, which yeah. I love. That's, that's, why, people, store podcast. that's why people love Alan Bursky, because he does throw a joke line. in. And it was a, it was a three eighty caliber, which is like a small, slightly smaller thirty two caliber. 
Well, I mean, if you're not planning on having it in a long time, you might as well get the knockoff. I think True. it's probably the <laughs> That's a good joke, Alan. That's a good joke. There's nothing Bursky wrong with that appreci- joke. <laughs> no, too soon. Too yeah. soon. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, 30 All right. and a half years. Is it really? Wow. It'll be, I think, what, 38 years? 77, January. Fuck. Yeah. Um, and, and what was he, what did he get know, in that was his, uh, that made him famous? Chico and the Man. Chico and the Man. That's I couldn't remember the name of them. And they were also upset because the show. show was barely wasn't even quite three years old, so they never really had enough for syndication. Wow. What What about the the rumor that he was he was fucked up and doing Russian roulette? It wasn't a with an automatic real? Russian roulette. All right, calm down. You know anything about guns? <laughs> no, apparently I don't. not. Tell Par- us, apparently Alan. The rumor did not include that information. Yeah. He's just going on a rumor that was <laughs> that was out. the rumor. So Someone you would said assume it was a revolver. He didn't even want to kill himself. Nobody had Six you there to try to assume. Freddie, for some reason, you know, used to always talk about, you know, death, dying young, suicide. And I used to tease the shit out of him because he said one day, this is 74, early 74, he goes, can you see the headlines? Freddie Prince dead. And I said, you better hope there's not an earthquake that day because you're not getting the headlines. Oh, my God. And the strange thing was when he finally died, it was a Saturday afternoon, January 29th. The headline in the New York Times was it was a blizzard, snow stunned city. And then he got a little blurb. Freddie Prince succumbs to self inflicted. Oh and no! He didn't get so the you, yeah. But I don't he, think you would have got the headline anyway. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> got the headline. Uh, we can discuss this later, but I do believe that he would not have gotten the headline. I know I wouldn't have got Freddie Prince Jr. would have gotten. They're not going to headline it. The comic kills himself. Okay. Long okay. Island Press. Uh, there, there were places. I'm not going to deny it. I'm just saying the New York Times. The Long Island New York Times. If you guys want to pick up my article, oh, it's in Argus. the Long Island Press. <laughs> you can pick it up at the Dayton Examiner. It's the fourth highest syndicated newspaper <laughs> no one in knows. the Dayton, Greater Dayton area. Greater Dayton. Argus Dayton. Hamilton. Greater Dayton area. That's not Argus? Don't don't give me the stare down, Bursky. He's okay, Argus. Okay, do it. Let me, let me pay attention. Well, <laughs> been doing it all night, and Alan goes, "Wait a minute, let me Hold pay on. attention." Yeah, you know, let's just include we're, Alan. We're not in talking some about me. Uh... Who's not doing me? I'm not paying attention. Not good. Let's hear. So I'm doing thunder bumps of cocaine with Bursky. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. As long as you include Bursky, you're in it. thunder bumps, Bursky. That is accurate. <laughs> What a jerk off! I love and you. Thunderbumps, they're gangers. Oh boy, let's well, uh, let's get our gangers or gaggers. Gaggers? God damn it! I uh, thought it's lines. Thunderbumps. When I heard thunderbumps, thunderbumps was great. Thunderbumps was great. The guy who told me thunderbumps. Also, rails is what yeah. we called him. Ron White rails, was the yeah. one that said thunderbumps too, didn't he? No, I think I said it. Too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he did yeah. him with Kenneth. She was talking about yeah. Kenneth and making him. Richard Pryor, like you know, in the stairwell right there in the back. I loved paraphernalia. This is 1981, so I'm with this management company. I'm making a lot of money, and, they, and I loved all the. How much money? What you do with it? How much money were you making? I was making about seventeen. How much was gas? Seventeen hundred a week, and gas was what? Gas was thirty-seven nine. How much to go to a movie? No gas. Wait, in, in, in eighty-one, what am I saying? Gas was a dollar like sixty. Dollar sixty. How much to go to a movie? I was a born. Was, a movie was like when I was born. Five bucks. Imagine that, folks. Seventeen hundred dollars a week. I was born in eighty-one. Oh, I just got nervous. So, eighty-one. I, like, oh I had this story. I was I was married for the first time in eighty-one. I had to, this, to a comedian. I was making my third comeback. Uh, me, Eddie Cantor, and Jolson. And they go, what are you going to? So, 
That's a lot of falling off, too, Bursky, in order to have three comebacks. I'm, I'm, working, I'm working on my sixth. It's the comeback kid, the original one. <laughs> so I have these sterling silver... Nobody even knows. Sterling silver cocaine Completely vial. unaware. So is he. Sterling silver cocaine vial with the spoon attached to it. Hell yeah. It's $350 for this fucking thing to buy. So I buy this thing, and I got it loaded with coke. And coke in those days, to get a great gram was like 150 175 to make sure no one fucked with it. Wow. An ordinary gram would be 120 Closer got, to the mic so we can indict so I got you. I got this bottle, and I'm in the back with Richie. And, uh, and Pryor says, um, you got a Coke? I said, yeah, I got my little thing. So I give, him, I give him a bump, and the spoon is like 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 that with a rail, with the, with the handle of the He's spoon. He's describing the <laughs> end of a straw, a medium-sized I mean, drinking very, straw. Very this, is the, like, this is the number one television <laughs> show. <laughs> That's we do anyway, cameras so people don't get and then nervous. There's, a, there's a, you know, the spoon has, you know, the, the, the handle or the, the, the bar of the spoon is the size of like a sewing needle. So I'm giving Richard the bump and he's yelling at me, let me hold it. No, I'll do it. And I'm thinking, how much fucking coke can you possibly do a bump on this? It's pretty gay, though, to let another man give you the bump. So, so his so defense. He takes the, 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 the spoon, the vial, boom, he piles it up. Like like a snowdrift, and it's bounced along the whole bar of the spoon. The spoon, boom, boom, two hits, half a gram, and gives it back to me. I was like, "How the fuck? What?" His yeah. magic nose, Mitzi's People magic pussy, and Leno's magic dick. This was the trifecta of magic back in 1981. Uh, someone, uh, a comic, came up to me. And uh, this is probably about 2005, and he's like, hey, we're about ready to get high with Snoop Dogg. Nice. Uh, if you want to come, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I walk back there, and, and uh, Little G was the comic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, sure. So I walk back there, and they're all like looking at me. I'm like, oh, you, you just came and found me because I have the pot. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like a, wouldn't it be fun if Frick was there? No. It was just, hey, go find someone with great weed. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll get Rick. So I go back oh my there, God. and I had, I had an eighth of an ounce straight into a blunt. You, you know what I think? What I think been great? If you take advantage of, you know, whoever holds the drugs gets to talk. So if you'd have just taken your time rolling like a pillow. joint or filling a bowl, yeah. just and going, and I got this joke I'm working on. Maybe you guys have heard it. I don't know if you've heard it or not. And then Snoop, just tell take me what you think time. about this. Take your time. Oh, he said, is that white boy weed? <laughs> I said, no, man, it's killer shit. I got it in Hawthorne. He said, oh, yeah, we can smoke that. <laughs> All right. That white boy <laughs> weed. Remember Oaxacan and Thai sticks? Yeah. What's Oaxacan and Thai sticks? I know Thai sticks are killer. Thai sticks were, were weed. You know, they, everything was imported back then. So stuff like hashish and, and Thai sticks, hash oil, mm. they were, they were, you, got more, you got yeah. more cell Whoa. power. If you're, if you're smuggling something in, you don't want to go for the big bale of cotton. Yeah. You're bringing the smaller items to bring you yeah. more profit, more money. So they were very popular back in the, in the early 70s. Did Kirk bring them in? Is that how no, you found it, Captain was, Kirk? Bud, it was a bud. Soaked in. sort of wrapped hash. around right, right, a stick. stick yeah. yeah. And then Oaxacan was from like Oaxaca, Mexico or something. Very strong marijuana. Then, then all of a sudden the rage was Maui Waui, that emerald green stuff. Yeah. I feel like I remember that word, Maui Waui. It's, or a, re, it's referenced in Half Baked. A lot of, oh, a lot, okay. a lot yeah. of songs would have like Panama Red. Maui, there was Waui. a song called Panama Red. It was a, there were all these things that were, there were to me just, you know, Colombian gold. I, I just was drinking, you know, we just had sh- shake weed. It was just stuff we, yeah. by the time we got it, it was just leaves 
and seeds and stems, <laughs> and you had to it smoke yeah. about three pack, you know, three pounds of it to get high. That's where you have to hold it. Back then, they did go hold it, hold it. You go like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just hold it, hold it, hold it, it. hold it, hold it. Yeah, because you didn't know if you're getting high from the THC the or lack of oxygen in your brain. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right. It, it, it could have been a mix of both. Could have been both. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. But I've like, never smoked pot. Isn't that weird? No, what? The most popular really? word, in, you know. And in that's why tonight on the Bursky podcast, <laughs> I, I opened up for for Peter Tosh back in. Like oh my 81. god! Yeah, so he's one of the wheelers. I love. I know exactly. Bob yeah. Marley, yeah. Peter right? Tosh. Yeah. So, so it was in it was in uh, a couple Racist. thousand people at Lisner Auditorium yeah. Great in, in DC. Wow. And Buddy of mine, Rich Hall, you know Rich Hall? Mm-hmm. Rich Hall was sure. uh, a comedian, so he'd we open up for We were good friends with Harris Pete. You know, so Rich Harris was. Rich and I talked. He says, I opened up for him in Philly last week. Okay. Whatever you do, don't go near backstage. <gasps> I got a contact. I could barely do my act. But I was smoking a lot of weed at the time, so I thought maybe he hadn't built up the immunities. Oh, I that Rastafarian up. stuff. I didn't, I didn't know, man. So I'm backstage, and they spotted me immediately. I'm nervous hopping around back there getting ready for one. They go, hey, Chris funny Farley. boy, come over here, man. Come over here. And they hand Black me a burning baseball bat. It was I'd never seen anything this that big on big, fire. Yeah. It was, I PDC didn't style. It. it was a huge. Every yeah. New Year's Eve, PDC has like a, a oh, mini bat. Oh, that's right, bat. yeah. And yeah, like, oh. and I, I'd not seen anything like it. Plus, it was Jamaican, like real Jamaican, so I didn't smoked anything that potent yeah i like two hits next thing i'm being introduced sounds like i'm underwater and i <laughs> oh, shit. and i go out my buddy said i came out i laughed for 15 minutes and i left and <laughs> the audience awesome. left with me because they were just probably le- they were as high they're as i was just as high right so wow. they're laughing at what they think i'm laughing at yeah there's like a connection he must be good man look how happy he is yeah. <laughs> he, he's crushing he's one of us <laughs> if we're not laughing we're the fools <laughs> yeah i went joke. i did a, a cruise and we went to jamaica and we went to Nine Mile to Bob Marley's house. Oh, oh it's so cool. They I've were selling there. joints at the gate. Yeah, I've been yeah, there. Like yeah, the big joints. My boyfriend bought like, I don't know, everything. He, was, yeah. he had a keister to get him back in yeah. here. I, just, I uh, saw him in uh, 77 in D.C. and maybe the best concert I ever saw. Yeah. I loved him. I thought he was unbelievable. Danced but Peter the whole time. Tosh is his favorite. Yeah, so the yeah. Whalers were over at the House of Blues a couple months ago. Or, oh, yeah. really? Or uh, might have been the Hollywood Bowl. Both. Um, he went to see both of them. Oh, Very man. exciting. Yeah, that's his favorite. It's mm-hmm. it. What's your fucking problem, Alan? Because we weren't paying attention to you. You got all fucking pissed off. You look so cute. I got to take a picture of you. It's like looks like a picture day at school with that outfit. You look adorable. I love it. You do look fly. Are you lie. going to the Magic Cat? Are so wait, hold on. This, this outfit wasn't for us? Because now I'm a little insulted. No, this is magic outfit? Goes with magic oh, dick dressed, and magic this is, pussy. This is this is dressed up where you can go anywhere. Outfit. Oh, okay. He could go so bowling right now at the Lucky Strike I, if he wanted to. Or I could go to Mastro's bar. Damn. Oh, you're gonna go a little Mastro's. Mastro's, Mastro's. Mastro's. You say Mastro's, I say Mastro's. Yeah. I haven't been there in a while. Do you go there to pick up young chicks? Available babes. No. It would be in the her name was her name was Laura Smalls. <laughs> and I met her. And by young, I'm saying the 40s, 50s. I have now reached the age. And I can tell you that every dollar I ever wasted, every decision I made that was wrong, every drug I ever took, I had an erection. Yeah, I think most men are. It's too bad we don't have TV to picture that right now. (laughs) Folks just have to use imagination. Oh, my God. Is there a picture of your erection in this book? I'll put one Listen, in there. We want to sell a couple of copies. We want to say we want to sell this one. book. Believe yeah, me, don't fit in here very easily. <laughs> Easy on their skins, boys. We're gonna be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> on on Amazon, kicking through the ashes. Rich Scheidner, 
My life as a stand-up in the 1980s comedy boom on Amazon and in bookstores. And Bursky <laughs> will go through here. He says, he, first thing he did is everybody in the index. Oh, where the is index. he? They're going to go, Where's, where am I? Where am I? <gasps> so we look through here, and we go down here. Alan Bursky, this is what threw him off. It's it's Roman numerals. He's in the... Beginning, he's in the he's in the acknowledgement. He's in the, no, he's in the he's in the forward, right? But he hasn't even read it yet. He hasn't even read it. He's got a book. He I'm complains about buying. He's had it for two weeks. You paid his, for this book, and he's didn't literally read on it? page two, and he hasn't read it yet. I am. He goes, I am. I am on page two. Have you read How it? How do you know? You saw the indent. He has a little marker. I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote the I wrote the oh, forward. You mean he, no, I thought he's you meant in. no. I he's just, on. He he's only on read two. two pages. He hasn't read. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. He hasn't read one page. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought he only read two pages, and I was like, oh, how did you know? I'm in a lot of books. Craig Tennis's book on the Tonight Show. I'm on that. In that uh, book. You're gonna be in my book. Uh, no, I'm in your book now, baby. Sexual Aww. predators list <laughs> of Los Angeles County. <laughs> Great book. <laughs> Sexual. Predators. Calm down. Do you have Bursky. a red dart? <laughs> okay, yeah, you get very angry. Do you have a little red dot over where you live? Did you have to register? When, when he asks why, I'll remember and tell him. Oh, Are we in a kill room? Before it goes cold and dark. And you'll Guys, it's why. already Take cold it. and dark. Argus is on. Why. <laughs> hey, when is Argus on? Is he He's on, on right now. He's just starting, yeah. Is he on now? You baby yeah. boomer. Oh. Do a little Argus for us. You ever the story about what time the sheriff's deputy like beat him up? Oh, my God. He no. first came out Poor here in Argus. Oklahoma. When you get a ticket, you got to pay for the ticket. And, you know, right there and then, because a lot of transients go through Oklahoma. They, they wouldn't pay, pay it, yeah. So Nobody Argus wants to stay. Is it from Argus gets stopped for a ticket, and he takes out his wallet and starts handing the cop money. <gasps> the guy goes crazy on him. Oh, shit. Oh, they beat him up for that? Him? They smacked him around and threw him up against the car a couple of times. Why was he say he's white? <laughs> In those so days. <laughs> Sorry. It's topical. Yeah, it. It's yeah. topical. <laughs> Yeah, he he can't. I don't know why he's buying <laughs> jokes. This guy, <laughs> you're gonna break into the 21st Rock, century. This whole another show. Rock Hudson. Speaking of Mary Sobel, <laughs> used to come into the store. Rock Hudson used to come into the store and look for Argus. How many closeted gays did Bursky interact? <laughs> yeah, look for Argus. He goes, "Where's the um, the southern gentleman, Argus?" Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm here to see the. Funny southern gentleman, Argus. Argus is very Argus, funny. A rock loved Argus. Do you still do stand up? Yeah, I'm asking a question. You know that. I want to know. You know that. I know that you go to Vegas and do Vegas once in a while, but do you still go to like clubs so and go Harris out Beat. all the time? Or once yeah, Harris Beat clubs okay. and colleges once in a while. You, you can see lots of Ventura Comedy Club. Or, okay, you know, I've, I've done you know some spots here and there here. Do you still love it? Or do you just do it because do you can do it? This is what I do. This is yeah. what I am. This is all I've ever done. Is this your comeback? done. Yeah, my sixth comeback. <laughs> it's my sixth comeback. I remember talking to Barry. He, actually, he had two I more can't. comebacks Lionel since we started Barry the show. Lionel Barry. You have to love him. He just yeah. dropped Lionel Barry. You will Lionel not get Barry. rid of him. Well, He's like Alan, a virus. I, uh, Alan, you're going to go back to stand up? Huh? Lionel Barry said it to me. <laughs> well, I'm proud of him. Like, he was right, but you, you're the still tenth. on the road all the time. Or? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It's my circling the drain core. It's oh, do you do? You do uh, I do cruise cruises? ships. Okay. I do anything I can get. You know, I just did Vegas. I go to Borgata, Atlantic City, whatever. You know, I did that the one only too. club I do like I hilarities in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. There are you know Shit. the Chicago Zanies. They'll have me, They're, but there's not a lot of comedy clubs that have me. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's an age here. thing. You know, it's an age um, thing, yeah. and I don't under, I don't misunderstand it, and I don't I don't I'm not bitter about it. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to look like you know. It's like the audience stays the same age. The comic gets older and older. 
So you yeah. don't want to look like Nosferatu bent over a young girl. You, know, you just go, you know, eventually. God, how do you see my fantasy? <laughs> so weird. God, I have daddy issues. You know, no, but like, that. but my thing, the the thing we were talking about is like the brand, like the clubs used to, and I think you even said it, like they would, comics were in such high demand because the clubs themselves, people trusted the clubs would right, put on that's good right, acts. That's right. That's but right. now, yeah. If now the, it's about how many Twitter followers money. you have. Yeah, exactly. And you got to put butts in the seats. So they yeah. have those split weeks where they have somebody coming in to be the, the headliner from Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. Then the big name comes in to draw on Friday, Saturday. And the guy yeah. or the woman is then the headliner again on Sunday. Yeah, right? it's so right? hard. Yeah. I, I, I do good guy catch, for everything. I do thing. guy everything. And no one's going to <laughs> see so those I. women. You know I'll say. I have six right? brothers. I don't I'm know how to say generic guy. What's that? Am I buying a book? Guys, brothers? You are a salesman. Oh, my God. Really? Sickos. I'm not wow. buying any books. Hold on, Bursky. what are they talking about? I'm scared of him. He's trying to pressure me into buying books. What yeah, book? All books. Book. This book I'll buy. That's one. Okay. Look at Purchase. Him. What's your percentage? What's your cut, Bursky? 12.3. Is it going to help pay for the rest of that well, suit? God <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn. Eleanor, you might have just. Oh, you're you on the list. Oh, you take a picture if you'd only. I have skin cancer too, oh, honey. Man. Get in line. If there's only a visual on that, kidney? you're on the list. <laughs> that I'm all on the list. I've been on the list. Pay for that. I want him to take a picture. Uh, he took one earlier from there. He's an asshole. That's not where I want it. Is he going to buy a book? I want you to take the picture. Ari. Oh, you don't have to, sweetheart. You're, he's supposed to. Are you gentlemen comedians? Yes. Then you should buy with this book. Oh, God. Alan, they're just it. here. Do you yeah, really? Joe? Ari, I believe that. Really? Rich is like, he's no, no, Ari. he's talking about Cliff Nestroff's book. You're not mine. You're so rude right now. <laughs> These are legends <laughs> that you're talking <laughs> to. Oh, my God. You ever hear Barry Martin tell you that story? What? What name was that? Uh, Barry Marner. I wrote that book. Bruce Baum didn't do anything. Bruce Baum. Is it coming out okay? Can you send me a uh, picture? Yeah, let me, uh, I'd love that. I want some wallet size. We'll take another one. Anyway, all right. Let's, I'm not in it. Uh, I'm not in it. Yes, he's in it. Yes, he's in it. Yes, he's in it. Um, hold on. We'll You're do that You're in between in Barry Diamond and Barry Sobel. It's That's already been I photoshopped. Barry Diamond's agent. I, boy, you were Barry Diamond's agent. When I was you in get him, APA. Boy. Did you get him bachelor party? Hold on. Barry Diamond. I got Barry Diamond the Merv Griffin show, and he wouldn't get off, and they were running the credits on him, and Merv is sitting there like this, and Dick Carson is screaming at me, who's directing him, and Barry just wouldn't get off. Did he still sing? Oh, he was, yeah. <laughs> Finally, Bursky and I are both irritated Barry, by Barry, Barry Diamond, Barry. clearly. Oh, yeah, he texted me last week, Alan, you know I love you. Alvin Bernstein, Alvin, yep. come over and let's cuddle Alvin Bernstein. Um, all right, so uh, what are you promoting? Yeah, what, what do you got? Uh, Aside from nothing. Okay, I'm well we're gonna. Is, I'm twelve point three percent. Are you really giving him twelve point three percent? Because I'm gonna rework your deal. <laughs> I'm Irish. I'm not Jewish. It should be based. So not gonna it should be, be based on gas price. I don't care if you got a head buddy or whatever. Just make the deal happen. She only, she only knows how to negotiate, up, okay. not down. Yeah, I just all did. Right. Thank you. Uh, I just sent him that picture. This is very exciting. The great thing about Eleanor, she negotiates all prices based on gas from three years ago. (laughs) This is true. Three years ago, gas was four and a quarter. That's what I'm saying. 
That's why we're doing it by those days. The cheapest gas is right by his house, Oxnard and Hazel team. Why are you telling the people unions? where he lives? It's really <laughs> it's a big block. Okay, I, I'm not really worried about. I'm surprised he wasn't seven 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 Oxnard yeah. Boulevard or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the Union Station on Oxnard and Hazel team, Union seventy six, mm-hmm. unleaded regulars. It's like Union Station. Oh, well, nobody heard that because you're sitting so far away station. from the microphone. Yeah. So no, they matter. heard it. They're just like, why does he keep yelling from down the hall? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going to well, sound, Alan. Is, is people will send us, hey, how come that one guy sounded like he was far away? And we're like, because he leans back and what he has a, a big voice. And yeah. you know what I'll say to him, Bursky? Go fuck yourself. Bursky does what he wants. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. And what I'm and really unless, happy about is that I now have Rich's number. So next time it'll just be you, me, and Rich. Is that, oh, hey, Alan. I didn't know you were still here. <laughs> God bless you, Eleanor. I'm an atheist. I don't take that. Did you see the movie Valkyrie with Tom Cruise? I don't think so. Who? Look at the briefcase under the table. Is it blow up? No, it's it the Hitler plot to kill Hitler. Oh. There's a movie about it. Count Stoffenberg? The, one of the best things if you ever see Bursky live is Rich is there to explain to you what he's talking about. <laughs> so yeah, it's true. It's, it's like, do you, when like you guys work for together. The, signing for the deaf, I'm signing for the joke impaired. <laughs> when you References, guys work together, do you oh. come out and you know help him understand him. his act? He, no, I, I, he wrote the jokes. Yeah, so. I, really, I, I bought his act. What is that? What is this? Well, we'll talk about it after. Right now, we should uh, wrap that. this up. That's part of the... This, uh, is, this the, is that briefcase that you were talking it's about. It's part of the actual gate from uh, just a random car repair shop, and I don't want you looking gate. at it. Gate? No, it looks it's, like a sound baffler. It's for sound. It is. It's, it, baffle it's for baffle sound baffle. because some I people I just said don't. it looks like a sound baffler. It's for sound because some people sit so far back. We need to bounce shit around in here. You know, I never noticed. You look a lot like, um, who married Bogart? What was it? Lauren Bacall. Oh, thank you. You're That's welcome. so weird. I was just shitting on you, and then you throw a compliment at me. That's right. he does it. That's how Bursky it's comes not back. not going to get you a blowjob. <laughs> and not tonight, honey. the 12th comeback <laughs> of Bursky. I don't have my Cialis with me, so it would be a waste. <laughs> I have Cialis. I keep it on hand. <laughs> I, yeah, I have daddy issues. Yeah. like older guys. Eleanor's not going to miss an opportunity. Are you kidding? I'll pump you up. No worries. Viagra doesn't She got a work. suppository. Fast <laughs> acting. Vi- Viagra just makes my Smart. balls tingle. Cialis works. Jesus. So, okay. uh, so yeah. where are you performing magic next? Magic balls. They go along with a magic pussy. And the magic dick and a magic mouth and now the magic balls. We're, I'm not performing yeah, so, Okay, so we're just uh, promoting Just promoting book. the book. That's yes, all. which I love. I'm very excited. I can't wait to read it. I will buy one. She, um, even, she even texted me very excitedly. I did. Really? Yeah. I did. I was excited. It, it was. I'm yeah. in Carnival Cruise Lines. I, it's and a big deal. Together, and then and the honestly, Bugatti Argus uh, was just uh, boasting about you. Honest to God, he was like, "You got to have him." August, I can't yeah, do yeah, it. August, he was like right off the bat bought, bought a book, and I, I told August I've been telling him for a while, he's got to write a book because he has oh the seventies. I mean, has... he has the comedy store. And he's a great writer, and he's and he's put stories on from time to time on Facebook. Chapter two, it Doesn't was so damn hot one. in L.A. And then, <laughs> how hot was it, Argus? Thirty years of how hot it was in L.A. based on what was a topical joke at the time. It was so hot, Bill Cosby was sticking to a story. God damn it! Is Bill Cosby now? It was Kobe Bryant just eight years ago. I don't think Cosby's ever stepped foot in a place. All the popular rape jokes. I don't think Cosby's ever stepped foot in a place. 
right. You know who used to come all the time from the beginning, the first year, two years? Flip Wilson. He was great. Oh, really? Everybody take everybody out. Probably used to take guys out for breakfast. But Flip would Flip would give a guy a hundred bucks, and he would. I mean, he was hanging out here a lot, giving advice. And he was a big star then. That show was a you know, yeah. on TV a hit. Oh, wow. <laughs> on the TV a hit. But no, he would, but Flip was a great guy, and it's, it's like funny Yoda. that he's he's a forgotten, you know, big hit on the from, TV. It was <laughs> Bursky, how dare you? I love you guys that's, getting to know each other like that. I like this. Yeah. There's a lot of tension. You're gonna need. I gotta give you, you have a pen. No, Why? no, I don't. I, I have want a... to give him my orthodontist number. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, he does great. Which I give a fuck. He, he does great implants and Listen, shit. You're gonna need it. Every. But every part I've ever booked was because I'm playing weird looking guy. I don't think straight teeth are going to help me. It's not that, no, your teeth are straight. Oh, no, out. he says he's going to knock, knock them out. out. You're going to need new You're going to need the implants. That's his Thank big periodontal. Nothing. Again, nothing's funnier. He explains yeah. jokes, threats. Nothing's funnier than his physical threats. Even nothing I is funnier. That one. Will it only nothing. be the bottom one since you're punching up? I don't. <laughs> I don't I, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Back off, back off. I'm not punching anything. No, I, you won't even see me there. Oh, boy. He's one of those. It's just. Is that a rape joke? A cousin, <laughs> a cousin, a cousin. Speaking of Barry Sobel, right. a cousin from Brooklyn is just coming with the you know the the butt end of a forty five. Is that another no gun way. reference? That's amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. How many people have you killed in this town? Oh my God, Ricky. Freddie. Oh. There's a rumor. There it really was a rumor. It really was a rumor. Uh, Alan, by, you're by a everyone's man. books. I love you. I love you too. I know. Even though we torture each other. Well, mostly it's us torturing you, but it's yeah. fun. You're fun to pick on. Are you picking on me? No, you didn't, didn't notice. No, I didn't think you would. No, <laughs> I didn't no. think you'd feel anything. No, it's, it's <laughs> not, numb, no. comfortably numb. You no, are. it's mm. got to be important Great to me for, to, to bother me. <laughs> Good, I'm oh, glad it's we not have important to be important to you. to you because we are obviously begging you to be on this podcast. I will this make an exception We're for you. Get video soon. Yeah. So you know, you got the stand. You know? <laughs> that's the first step. You know what's first funny? Step. That tripod's cost more than the camera today. It's probably what's his, it's probably Ari's our producer. Oh. So he brings he's stuff very, in. Very, he's, or yeah, Marty. He's, very protective of, of that fucking well, camera. Either of the Martys. Is there yes. a Marty Manis? <laughs> We'll Marty Manish used to run. Shut <laughs> up. Are you serious? No, the dugout room in Brooklyn. God his name was Marty Manis. Well, our producer is Ari Manis. Oh, maybe say, maybe maybe it is. Could be. Well, I think I've lost enough there weight. There was the airport lounge yeah. in Brooklyn, um, right on Flatbush. I, do you, are you on what, social media? No, I'm None? on Facebook. That's it. Just that's, that's social media. media. Oh, that. That's social media. Okay. So find do you do it on social Facebook. media? Rich? Yeah, Twitter, our sides. He's on everything. Oh, smart. Good. Yeah. You're and, on and Facebook. Rich Scheidner. Sh- yeah, he's got shit to Just sell. Rich Scheidner? Or- yeah, R-I-T-C-H-S-H-Y-D-N-E-R. Mm-hmm. That's then my the website, richscheidner.com. Uh, R-Shides. R-Shides. Yeah, R-Shides. Oh, or like Rich Scheidner. If you get, yeah, yeah no, Rich Scheidner. I got both. That's exciting. Yeah. Are you so we're going to put this media? out. We thank have to you. be now. Thank you. Push, push, push. Thank you. Appreciate it. I do ships. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Oh, we were talking to Rick, my new best friend. Yeah, I know you, you are. You live in the valley? Oh boy. Where in the valley? Give his address. I live in North Hollywood. He lives in Van Nuys. We can, we can all meet up. I don't see why not. Movies? Obviously, I don't. I have a five-week-old baby. Yeah, he has I a five-week-old baby. Oh, congratulations, baby. man. Well, Rick, how congratulations. dare you? Just because like Barry Silva was hitting babies. on us? I thought you were talking about. I thought you were gay. <laughs> you bigot. 
okay. I'm not a bigot. I'm a snob. Oh, all right. Sherman Oaks. You know the best break. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, I, I have to go. <laughs> I have a spot. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. I have to go. So when are we coming back to the second part? Oh, uh, whenever, whenever oh, okay. you want. You want to Second do another part, one? Let's do another one. We get into the eighties. We're still not through with early seventies. We haven't hit. Sh- we're Rich, still working. You want me to cancel my show and we'll just yeah, say we're still working seventy two, seventy three. That's fifteen dollars. Are you available? Twenty thirty six. It's ten dollars, and it's the Viper Room. <laughs> the Viper. Oh room. man. Yeah, we have a show uh, yeah. over there. Yeah, that used to be Filthy McNasties. Oh, I never heard of that. Yeah, it was, that was the club. And but I actually we're, did some sets there. I would go around all these clubs and say, can I'm a comic, I'm going to do Tonight Show. It's a so great room, up. and it Margaret Cho's over there tonight. Oh, Margaret's over there tonight? Yeah, want to come? Yeah. Come yeah. hang, come go. Well, we'll, Let's go over and say she, little Margaret. She yeah, invited Rich, actually. All right. That was we'll weird, but it. I did, uh, yeah. <laughs> she looked Sorry. at me when she oh, said it. Alan. Like, I looked hear? over oh, you. Well, 5'8", my God. Are you I going on? Are you going on over there? Yeah, I can let's go. go. I was supposed to close it out, so oh, cool. I kind of have close to close this out. All right, I was guys, supposed to be there at thank you for coming. Right. We appreciate you. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Beat me to it. Kicking through the ashes. Definitely Rich check it out, guys. Scheidner. Rich Scheidner. Scheidner. Do you want to say Snyder? I know. Scheidner. I know. Everybody I like does. that name, though. Everybody does. Uh, Alan, thanks for listening, guys. I think what Alan's saying is he had to pay store. them. He had to pay them, guys. Have a good night.